Happy New Year. This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by Ryan, our patron. If you would like to join Ryan, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Dark Messiah of Might and Magic, which is an immersive sim developed and uh, published or developed by Arcane Studios and published by Ubisoft for the PC in 2006. Yeah, it's been no time for you. Mm hmm. But we're back from vacation. We are, uh, I think, uh, 12, 12 days off without recording yeah. something like that boy it was neat i got to play games mm-hmm. yeah i spent my ducky vacation i uh i, I beat wasteland three i got <laughs> into darkest dungeon two mm-hmm. started playing the early access watched a lot of cutthroat kitchen hey if people want uh, to hear your thoughts on on uh, darkest dungeon two is that something they could do is there a patreon they can join to, yes. get, that, to get that uh, I, I threw it up on the patreon uh, just my my first impression thoughts because it's very much in early access. Mm-hmm. It's a complete game. I played sixteen hours of it and don't have reason really to play more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that kind of thing, at least where it's at in early access. But I did put my thoughts up there. You can mm-hmm. look for that. It's called like Darkest Dungeon Two Impressions or something. Yeah. Um, just a, a short little little recording I made. But yeah, I got a, got to spend some time playing video games for Gary. Yeah, and you got to play some games for Cole. What did you play? Um, I uh, beat Life is Strange before the storm. I had been wanting nice. to do that for a while. That is actually very good and very sweet. Um, awesome. I finished Metroid Dread, which is not good. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 not yeah. good. Yeah, uh, real uh, real real disappointment there. Um, and then uh, just a, just a little cold treat. I know it's bad, but I finished Dragon Ball Z Kakarot because I wanted to uh, nice. spend some time in that little dipshit world for a while. Nice. The Kakarot. Yeah. Kakarot. That's, that's Goku's name. That's his Saiyan name. <laughs> oh, he's got a Saiyan. I didn't know they got new names when they became Saiyans. No, he was born a Saiyan. His 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 birth name was Kakarot. He became Goku when he came. Uh, I almost said to America. That doesn't make any sense. It's like they changed, the it. they changed it. Ellis Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would love Goku and his entire family on Ellis Island. Like, just, yeah. uh, your name is Goku Steen. We're going to shorten that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> find something that sounds a little more American than Goku Steen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, did, did, did all of those. It's very funny that a, uh, that, that a Cole Ross vacation is visibly indistinct from a Cole Ross work work. Thing. Oh, sure. But yeah. it it's was... just, if we're not going to talk about, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. The, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, feels real good. It does. Um, yeah. Uh, what also feels good is this episode uh, being executive produced by Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I, this has been on the, the my list for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and this is a quintessential WAF game. It is a flawed, janky mess that is nonetheless, I think, real fun. Uh-huh. Uh, to play yeah um uh, we're, we're, we're going through arcane's back catalog this is a, one of those developers that we've done i mean what do we have left for arcane we've got a uh, like young death blood loop and arcs vitalis young blood death loop and uh, arcs vitalis yeah yep huh and I'm, i i can imagine us getting to all those actually yes young blood got really critically panned but it's still kind of interesting mm-hmm Oh. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, 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 this is, this is, I, I, I had something that resembles fun in this. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, Gary, this is in the Deus Ex 2 kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of area where this is a game for which I feel nothing. Oh. <laughs> the, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I find this game really fun. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, just being in this, in this dorky space. Yeah. It's, it's an absolute mess. Mm hmm. Uh, it's just a fun mess to yeah. me. No, I don't um, think it's. I don't think it's bad. I. I don't. I don't think it's not good. It just. It's a game for which I feel nothing. Which is. It's yeah. a very hard thing to define. No, I, I understand that. I, I get that about video games as well. Mm-hmm. The. Uh, did, would it change your mind if you found out that you play as an apprentice warrior mage named Sereth, who sent by his master to cover the skull of shadows? Yeah, um, it would be. So I would really be on board if over the course of this, Sereth learned something um, about himself, a kind of a surprising fact uh, sure. that maybe is related to the the, the, the like title of the game. You know, it'll look to, you know. It'll look to your life. You know, you're sitting at a table, and if you don't see the Dark Messiah at the table, the Dark Messiah is you, bud. You. Look to your left. <laughs> look to your right. Uh, what if I told you that it has full frontal nudity with Bush? <laughs> Kate Bush? <laughs> Would that change your noted mind? Art, noted art rock star, Kate Bush? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, Demon Bush. Oh. Mm. Kate Bush's dark side, a.k.a. the front crotch of our succubus headmate. That we have in this game. Uh, yeah, I um this is ridiculously horny. This is this so this game I mean I'm like I don't know. There are probably more egregious there, there are definitely more egregious exa- examples of games, for lack of a better word, sucking you off. Um sure. uh this one really wants you to know that you as the player are the most sexually activating uh being entity of all of all time it's the elevator from i think you or uh sorry to bother you (laughs) like but it lives in your head so Uh like when you walk around the elevators constantly like you're a man at the top of the sexual pile yeah (laughs) you know yeah uh and like it's not even just your headmate too you get a you know uh, if if she's your ginger you get a mary ham uh who is also uh kind of casting meaningful alex glances at you and spends a lot of time saying like hey we need to go over here and talk alone i i'll tell you later like it's a lot of, it's, a, it's a lot of that <laughs> yeah it's a it's by far like arcane is not a writing first studio no no uh i think this is the most embarrassing say, they've been <laughs> yeah this is this is embarrassing uh the story to this i even when i was pushing for this i just knew it was to be clowned upon oh yeah yeah like it's it's not uh it's not serious mm-hmm. i do not take any of this stuff serious <laughs> Good. it's uh it's funny because it is certainly horny. There's a horny Rubicon that it crosses partway through where it goes from like in the beginning, it's kind of flirty, but then also like kind of like a, a mad cat stage play, like yeah. a farcical stage play. Like there's a lot of the succubus in your head will be like, will she ever stop talking? Mm-hmm. You know, 
who wants anchovies on pizza? Who, who says stuff like that? And then halfway through, she's like, my love, I will give you anything, including the pleasures of the flesh. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, like, yeah, as far as I know, you don't exist. Yeah. You're just a, you know, you're just a, a force ghost that lives in my brain. It's a, it's really weird. <laughs> It's really weird. You, you will be my prince with benefits. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> I, I also, by this point, I know you're a demoness. Yeah, yeah. you know, and just uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a thing. Uh huh. We'll get into it. It's very funny though. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah. plenty to clown on here. Uh, but it's like, the only thing I remembered about the story when going into it the second time. That's about it's like, oh, this the one with the weird horny demon in your head. <laughs> Uh, oh, joining uh, joining Penumbra Black Plague as a uh, yeah, very similar. <laughs> uh, they should they should hook up. They 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 should uh, get the voice from Black Plague and uh, and Zana uh, together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, like uh, like many arcane games, uh, everything here happens from the first person perspective, um, and this is kind of one of an uh, one of the early games. I think this uh, post dates like the Chronicle of Riddick, or like a Breakout uh, or Breakdown or whatever it is on the Xbox as a game that kind of really gives you a sense of your body, uh, your physical body in the game space. Everything about this it- is about is about things having heft. Yeah, everything has heft in this. It that is thief DNA. You know, like Thief being the first game uh, that I know of to do that and the first game, like stealth game, mm-hmm. to do that. They're kind of stealth elements to this, which we'll yeah. talk about. Yeah. Um, the main thing is this is like a first-person physics game in a lot of ways. Yeah, this is like a – this would be a killer app for like a new console that had like a physics card in it or something like that. This is an yeah. early an early source game, and things flop around and fly and have heft uh, to a ridiculous degree with those Havoc mm-hmm. physics, and uh, a lot of the time it works. Uh, sometimes it glitches in funny ways, and things just it just immediately accelerate to light speed in strange directions. That that is what that is a another way of it working. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I, I am absolutely not complaining about that. Anytime that happens, that is uh, that, that is pen, that is pennies from heaven. There's a uh, a glitch thing that happened to me in the sinking city that I I can't wait to talk about. Remind me if <laughs> okay. if I forget about it. I okay. I don't think I will. Um, but the uh, this to me is very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's generally useful in combat. Yes. Um, and the the arcane DNA in this, the reason why this is an immersive sim as well as kind of like an FPS uh, adventure game, is that uh, you do a lot of cool tricks in combat. A lot of improv. Um, people, every villain hangout has a bunch of barrels with a rickety <clears throat> stick holding them up. Um, everyone just hangs around with a bunch of Cenobite bed frames. Yep. You know, uh, just leaning against the wall. Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. Uh, and this is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, it's, it makes it really video gamey and silly, you know? So you end up with things like I'm going to, you know, all these goblins are fighting me. I'm going to put a bonfire between me and them. And then when they wind up to attack, I'll move. So they step into the fire, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, that are just kind of silly, but they're emergent. Yeah. It makes the combat, uh, you know, which is by no means like tight or anything. Yeah. Uh, it makes it, it it's the, the, the selling point. Yeah. For it. Oh, absolutely. You know? Like if I if if I was trying to sell this game to somebody, I would just say, 
you get to kick people a lot and they and they fly really long distances and like that is i mean it's necessary right so um any, yeah. um, any of my like complaints about the combat in this kind of has more to do with like the tuning than anything so it's it's really hard yes. like it, it's hard when you play it straight up yeah and i i think what they're going for is to force you into these physics yes things and where it falls down is when the encounter design doesn't support that 100 um you know and that that doesn't happen it happens less often than not mm -hmm. but it's not like a t you know a 10 to 1 ratio yeah. it's like for every four pretty good situations where the room makes sense there's one where they just have a bunch of dudes storm you mm -hmm. in a hallway and it doesn't work Right. You know, and you end yeah. up kind of in the in in the version of the game where you're doing too little damage, you know, even with your like fully upgraded skills and weapons, too little damage to enemies who have too much HP, hoping that you can down them and um, uh, get a chance to do an execution on them, you know, yes. hoping that you like activate the adrenaline. So it's one of those things where like everything does everything does chip damage, except the things that do instant kills, which is really yes. weird. Yeah. And you're very fragile in it. We'll talk about that when we talk about the kind of the RPG system. Yes. Uh, in this. Uh, your melee system, you have a, a strong and a weak attack. You can you can charge your attack to, uh, to make it strong. Mm -hmm. um, you can finish a downed enemy uh, to do an execution uh, move for them. And then you have, uh, and just like there being a lot of systems in this game that, you know, are kind of just throw it in. Mm -hmm. There's an adrenaline meter uh, that fills up. And uh, when it's full, you get this little bullet time instant kill attack. Yeah. If you hit an enemy, he doesn't block it. Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, and more often than not, that will end up severing uh, body parts off of uh, yes. whatever creature you're attacking. It does an instant kill, usually beheading. And that, you know, just as a weird trivia thing, that ended up making this game, like, not possible to publish so in Europe German. for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because of Germany's laws against dismembering. Um, yeah, they don't yeah. like beheading. No. Uh, it's a gory it's game. The gangbusters in France, uh, <laughs> <But> <laughs> you know they, they, they have a, they have a long tradition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets its own rating there. Mm, the G, um, uh, <laughs> the uh, G for guillotine. But uh, uh, the uh, the so the the main thing we we mentioned the kick mm -hmm. uh, that you have. Um, this is a, a thing this game is famous for. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm gonna again like I like this game a lot. Uh, it's incredibly fun. Mm -hmm. It's such a good, satisfying little move. Yeah. Um, kicking dudes into spikes, kicking them into fires, kicking them off ledges, kicking them into each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's all wonderful. Yeah. K -k -k kicking them off docks. Um, it's, yep. it's, it's generally good. And like, you know, I, I pretty much played the entire game jockeying for position to get this kick out, you know, to get this kick out. And I think that mm -hmm. if the kick if the kick was quote better designed, you know, like kind of more integrated into the into the broader combat, like if there was a cooldown, uh, if there was like equipment that made it uh, effective or not effective against particular enemies, if anything was resistant to it, it would actually not be as fun. The fact that there yeah. is zero cooldown, it has a, a, a huge range. You can do it at a moment's notice. It kind of doesn't matter. The fact that this is just a like you have just instant, instant, unlimited fusro da. Well, uh, basically, a, you, yeah. your stamina. It'll take your stamina. Yeah, to kick. So it's not unlimited, but it's not. It's generous. Yeah, you're, 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 if, yeah. You, if you're not sprinting, your stamina tends to recover pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is. I mean, I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned this. This is a game that I think exemplifies something that would be worse if it were better designed. Yeah. 
Like it feels like it is designed to kill people who are fans of character action games. <laughs> it's like the the opposite of Bayonetta. Yeah. In in a way that is my shit. Like just this weird jank where you have to use your environment a lot mm-hmm. and use these unrealistic physics to your advantage is Gary Knapp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like the, the, there are certain things that are modeled like uh, like fire doesn't kill instantly. Mm-hmm. Like it will set them on fire and cause like a uh, like a drain. Uh, fire can spread uh, from individual things to people. Um, mm-hmm. the, yeah. It, the, the, the ways in which this is like an immersive sim. Like that. That's why I kind of put the the the, the uh, you know the the, the up talk at the end of the immersive lid. sim. Yeah, um, on there because like this is not an immersive sim in like the level design or like the 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 stru- the structure of the um the, the the structure of the missions. I should say more accurately. Um, there, yeah, there are nods to it. But yeah, you always you have a goal, right? You know, so sometimes you have different ways of getting there, but you have a bespoke goal. Um, and you don't usually have different ways of accomplishing it. You just have different ways of traversing the space. Yeah. The, sometimes the level of the, the, the levels in this, it feels like they have more in common, um, or the scenarios in this feel like they have more in common with, um, a Ravensoft, uh, you know, like a, like a Raven, uh, first person shooter, singularity, Wolfenstein, if any of those. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, as opposed to, you know, a dishonored, et cetera. Yeah. There are, there are little nods to it sometimes in towns. Mm-hmm. And there's there's immersive sim nods in that like these orcs go to the bathroom and these orcs sleep. yeah yeah right like there are bedroom areas and cooking areas and stuff mm-hmm. there's an ecology sometimes but you're also del you're doing a lot of tomb raiding mm-hmm. in this game yeah yeah um the uh, I I don't uh, agree with the point that's okay. next in the note but I'll I'll mention it anyway it's okay <laughs> uh, so the the melee combat is very overpowered um, you also have ranged combat and magic combat. Um, I think those can actually be super effective. Okay. Uh, in the game, um, specifically magic, like magic is pretty overpowered in this, Hmm. um, specifically the, uh, charm spell. Okay. Which is, uh, arcane. It's amazing. They didn't learn their lesson because between this and pray, um, that is ridiculously overpowered. Like Hmm. nothing resists it. Um, it's just you spend a little bit of mana to take away an enemy unit and gain one for yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's it cast really quick. Um, I opened every combat with it. Mm. And what it did was made, you know, most encounters in this are two enemies. Yeah. Like go into a room, there's two guard, two orcs or two goblins talking or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, this just makes them fight each other while you just get pot shots and win. Yeah, yeah, and then go go in and clean up the uh, clean up the scraps uh, once it's once yeah. it's over with. Yeah, uh, I I didn't end up having an awful lot of success with that. It felt mm-hmm. it felt weird. Who knows what actually uh, uh, contributed to it? I just I kind of found that magic was uh, not uh, not a good way to use my mana. Uh, my mana was mostly used for uh, for healing <laughs> more so than anything the, else. It's it's a weird thing. So there's three different uh, builds mm-hmm. here. Uh, you know, we're basically mentioning it like roughly melee combat, range combat and stealth yeah. or magic. And, uh, I find that it is very, it's like much easier to just kind of be a little bit of a jack of all trades in this mm-hmm. than to concentrate. So like I had, you know, some spells, I had some stealth, I had some melee and that's how I played both times. And it works pretty well. Yeah. That's, pretty- um, I think the game wants you to concentrate based on the equipment, mm-hmm. uh, and how they'll have different requirements, you know, to wear different armor, but I generally don't. Yeah. 
um uh, definitely l- less effective than the than the magic for me was uh was was the bow and arrow which is frustrating because i like playing you know i want to play oblivion or skyrim love playing a ranged guy right love having a mm-hmm. love having a bow and arrow love being able to uh to to fling a stick right um but uh it didn't end up really working and it like th- that just kind of leaned into what we said before about enemy enemies being too durable so it was just kind of like all right i'm going to start start my combat from a distance i can't kill them before they get to me oh no oh no it, it's a weird thing where only headshots count <laughs> right like you could you can one shot a lot of dudes with the bow with a couple points but you have to get headshots yeah um and it's a it's a physics bow like you breathe it shakes you mm-hmm. have to draw it. It takes time. Like this is the immersive sim DNA in this is, is shows there in many places. And one of them is that like nothing, none of your weapons are video gamey. Mm-hmm. Like it takes time to get them out. It takes time yes. to draw an arrow. It takes time to prepare a spell. All those things take time. Yeah. The, uh, uh, that the, enforce a pace of play that is, doesn't necessarily work with the encounter design every time. Right. Yeah. And the, the, the arrows have realistic fall off, which is cool. You know, mm-hmm. you end up having to, to, to arch them uh or fire them in arcs uh and mm-hmm. it's neat when that works it's a good it's a good feeling uh but the scenario that i described where like oh no i can't kill him before he gets to me uh ends up being a, a bit of a bummer well, yeah when something's running at you it's basically impossible to get a headshot yes in this engine like you can you can start a combat with it and sometimes take somebody out yeah Same but way. it's not uh not not viable for an entire encounter same thing with with uh with stealth Right. You're not going to be yes. going around and doing, um, you know, Batman Arkham Predator stuff. Stealth is going to be an opening gambit. Yes. Yeah. I'm um, a little light meter, mm-hmm. similar to Thief. Um, you know, but again, it's not very developed. Yeah. In this. Uh, and the idea of like picking a class in this also is not super developed right. uh, to me. Yeah. Um, your mana. So you have a lot of different spells you can choose. They're kind of split into two branches um, an offensive and a utility branch. Mm hmm. Um, you're this limited by mana, uh, which you have, which will recharge, uh, but it's slow Yes, and you're going to use this a lot to heal. Um, when you have extra mana, you can do that charm. Uh, telekinesis is very useful mm-hmm. as well. Um, this is really good for activating traps. Yes. Uh, things like that. So pulling, um, you know, things that will affect, uh, those barrel the weird little barrel dead drops that they have Uh, yeah just send that up like you know working it up um just in case they want to suicide by barrel later you know it's nice having the option yeah yeah Um, who wouldn't want to die Uh, so, so the, uh, the, the pickup economy in this is really weird. Uh, you're not going to come in, you know, if you're coming into this, expecting it to be, you know, I'm going to kill a guy and he's going to have, you know, a slightly better sword and some junk armor that I can sell and maybe, you know, a couple of potions and some money. That's that, that this isn't that game. Uh, that, that, mm-hmm. that is not how this works. Uh, you're not picking up healing items off of enemies. You're finding them in the environment, and it really feels like they're meeting out health potions like this is a survival horror game. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're few and far between. Yeah. You know, for uh, for the game, for, you know, depending on how, how you're playing it, how well you know levels, whether you save scum at all, yeah, things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're not just getting uh, getting health left and right. Enemies do drop their weapons, mm-hmm. but again, those there's immersive sim DNA in that. Like the orcs use these big gnarly scimitars that do a lot of damage, but they take a lot of strength. <laughs> yes, because they're orcs. Uh, the goblins use shitty clubs; they're way worse than what you already have. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but they do drop them. Yeah. Um, 
you can and these these are, you can have a stack of these. Um, you also have food, uh, which I love. Just goes into a big miscellaneous pile, <laughs> just organic matter, <laughs> like yeah. it's prey. Yeah, yeah, like prey. I'm just gonna eat this this entire strand of garlic and then like some grapes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the worst thing to me uh, that I find that I feel like should not have made it past playtesting in this because it's a messy ass game mm-hmm. um, is poison. Wow, uh, but you know, some credit where it's due. Making poison scary mm-hmm. is an accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, poison in video games does not matter. Right. Right. Like I, I'm going to go as, you know, as far as I say that, like it is a frustrating mechanic in that it tends just to be something that I ignore. Right. Um, you know, toxic. I don't ignore in Dark mm-hmm. Souls, but poison I do. Um, I ignored poison in every Final Fantasy until 10. Right. Where they started making it do like a tenth of your, your hit points. Um, it's a shitty status effect. Mm-hmm. Here it's a big deal. It's like, a big deal like poison, it is in it's a fucking Kingsfield. Emergency. Yeah. What was that? It's a big deal like it is in Kingsfield. Yes. Yes. Uh, the shitty thing about it is they didn't give you a spell. Nope. That's all it would take is like an antidote spell that would fix this. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, you have to rely on antidotes, which there are a limited number of them in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as I know, like poison doesn't wear off. It was really, it really hard on to what poisoned me. It was really hard almost. to tell because there's also a skill that you can, you can get that will um, affect your quote unquote poison resistance. You know, yes. like you, you can invest skill points in that, but like it, it kind of seemed that even if I put one or two points in that, uh, it kind of seemed like anything that hit, if it was a spider or if it was one of the undead that did the vomit attack, like anytime that connected, it it would start the start the poison meter running. Yes, um, and it does not seem like you have poison resistance in this, right? So I don't know if that means like the resistance is eventually, you know, the chance for this to go away. It it doesn't seem like it is, you know, resistance in the classical sense of like, yeah, you know, the, it won't it won't take if it hits you, you know, this percentage of yeah. the time. Well, and, it, and it's worth mentioning to people who are doing this as a service, which I imagine a lot of people are not yeah. playing this game. Uh, this is all opaque. It's not like you get a robust stat screen that tells you your poison resistance. Right. Um, it's very, uh, of the, you know, thief, dark shadows, uh, Deus Ex two, like this is on consoles and PC. Mm-hmm. So it has kind of a simplified RPG interface, like especially compared to Arx Vitalis. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what our poison, we don't know what that skill does. It just says increases your resistance to poison. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell a difference either. And initially what I was doing, uh, was I was just using antidotes when that stopped working. Um, I was, uh, basically like saves coming, like reloading when I got poisoned. And then eventually I cheated and just gave myself maximum poison antidotes. Yeah. Uh, cause I was sick of it. Um, spider, you fight a lot of spiders in this game. I like Mm -hmm. the spiders in this game. I think they're scary and good. Yep. Um, if they hit you once they poison you and it's an emergency. (laughs) Yep. Um, yeah, you know, to, to the point where like when you're, when you're reading about the game, they say like, yeah, when you get into a spider tunnel, which is a weirdly common, um, uh, biome in this, it's one of three biomes in this, it's like spider temple and city, (laughs) Um, the three genders like of this, it's, it's, it's very, very common. Yeah. Uh, but if, you know, if, if, if if you, if you start seeing webs on the walls, just run and get to the end of it and heal at the, you know, heal at the end. You know, don't yeah. uh, d- don't try and heal as you go because you're just going to be reinfected uh, yeah. no matter what you do, which is yeah. um, not satisfying. 
No, the the um the spiders they are really weak to fire. Yep. So it's one of those things where if you're playing, if you're splashing into magic, um, they're they're a lot. It's a lot easier. Yeah. Then it would be. There's just a lot of them. Like mm-hmm. the, it's something where I don't think that the enemy design of the spiders is the problem as much as just they overwhelm you with them. Yeah. And they only overwhelm them with you with them. Yeah. Like if you're in a spider tunnel, there's four or five spiders always. Yeah. And you cannot cast to keep up with them. No. You and can block are... a shot. You won't get poisoned through your shield if mm-hmm. you have one. But that's still they're still gonna like flank you and shit. There are also, I mean, especially early on the itty bitty spiders that can just walk up under your field of view and just suddenly yeah. you notice that you're poison and you have to specifically like look spiders. down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a problem. Yes. Like it's 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 amateurish and uh, should not have made it into the game the way it is. Yep. I think, and it is a wonderful testament uh, to uh, playing games like this on the PC, where you can just get around bad systems with the console command. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good thing. It is. Yeah. No, I did. Like I I got into this and it was like, um, all right. Uh, the the cheat that I did was just to speed up my mana regen when I was in an area mm-hmm. with with poison enemies. Just say like, all right, mm-hmm. heals are free. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not dealing with these fucking spiders. Mm-hmm. The uh, and then it's also they made it not special. That's the right. other thing that bothers me is that like the the big worm thing does it, the undead do it. It just yeah. shows up a lot. Yes, it's the only status effect. Um, other than getting frozen, but like I would have preferred freeze, freezing happen more often or something. Mm-hmm. You know, or or just give the the uh, undead a different gimmick. Yes. You know, let them slow you or something like that. Yeah. Um, you get skill points in this game. It's worth noting how they dole these out. Uh, you do not get combat XP. I think that's really important to the kind of the philosophy of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're there's a room with some enemies in it, you're not incentivized to take them out if you can sneak to the other side or charm them and distract them and run by. Yeah. You you get skill points for at certain uh, thresholds in the story mm-hmm. for kind of making advancement in the plot. Um, I like that philosophy a lot. Yeah, um, I like combat XP quite a bit, but I I like it less. Or I think that if you don't have to do every fight, mm-hmm. it's cool to disincentivize it. Yeah, and um, especially with a yeah. game as linear as this one is, like you can just say, "All right, you got past that encounter, you know, that encounter." Right. You know, mm-hmm. that, that, that room or that thing, you know, that sequence of hallways, that was an encounter. And no matter, no matter what, okay, no matter how you got past it, we don't want to prize or incentivize any one particular way of getting through this. You know, we want to reward you even if you got through without fighting. Here you go. Yeah. Yep. That, and that's big, a big immersive sim feeling decision to me. Yeah. Like that supports it's, there are multiple ways to get through these things. Like you can't talk your way through encounters really but you can fight or sneak or like distract yeah 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 you let your boot do the talking <laughs> yeah no. yeah uh so like the, the the skills that you get mostly passive um and a lot of them uh end up being skills that you get that will um uh, like improve your hp um or improve like weapon damage that you do uh one of the biggest benefits though is that certain skills are necessary to equip different and better gear so like this, mm-hmm. uh, this sword will require strength of so-and-so, whereas if you want to use this magic staff, it requires magic attunement of, uh, of so-and-so it's limited, like limited equipment. And this is definitely not like a loot focused game, but there is enough mm-hmm. that like the, the, there are different, uh, choices that you're making about like what yeah. you're going to pursue when you get in here. I really like how, uh, differently the different kind of weapon styles handle. Yeah. 
Um, like the staff is cool because it doesn't do as much damage, but it knocks enemies down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has a kind of a harder move set to use. Yeah. Um, and then you end up with something like, um, you know, the strongest weapon, I didn't end up using this very often, but the, the gamer pro tip way to do this is use an elemental set of daggers. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause the damage just stacks up really quick since you can attack really fast, mm-hmm. but, but even, you know, sword and shield versus just a sword handles differently. Mm-hmm. Um, the power attacks that you do, you can do different power attacks based on which direction you're moving. Yeah. When you let it go. Um, this can be really useful. Like there are enemies that have certain weak points and things like I actually kind of like how the combat feels in this, despite the fact that it's super janky. And mm-hmm. the thing that I like about it is that it's a little bit deeper than it initially appears. Yeah. And I think that uh, that has a lot to do, you know, so this isn't like, you know, Morrowind, right? Where you attack and then whatever's under your, uh whatever is under your crosshair uh, gets uh, gets hit. It's not like that island or something like that. Like the, the actual swing that you do has an arc. It is a physics modeled uh, thing. So, you know, dialing in your move ends up really mattering. You know, if you get a, if you get a stab or a wide, uh, a, a wide swipe, uh, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so yeah, that, that all, all basically works out. We talked about finding stuff. Mm-hmm. In uh, in the uh, the economy, uh, in the uh, the the finding things in the economy, no. finding things in the world. Um, <laughs> you, you, you didn't ask me about buying that hat. I found this hat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, oh, somebody did steal your hat. I'd like you to have mine. Uh-huh. Um, the uh, one of the things I think is cool about this is that there are a lot of secrets. I love that. The, I didn't expect to have like classic uh, like Jedi Knight Dark Forces secrets in this, mm-hmm. like little stashes. Uh, Little stashes, little ways, like especially the city levels, which are only a couple of them, but I like the city levels a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see a house, you see an open window. Yeah. It's like, well, how do I get up to that open window? I bet you there's some stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And there is. Um, you know, it's it's a very fun game for hunting down secrets. And yeah. these secrets are really meaningful with that pickup economy yeah. uh, in that they allow you to jump a curve. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, you can find, you know, nearly end game weapons solidly in the early mid game through secrets yeah uh it does the old 90s fps thing of having things repeat mm-hmm. so like if you miss the first time an endless quiver shows up there are more yeah. that you can find um if you miss the first time like it's very funny when it's like staff of destruction you know it sounds like a named magical item and you find another copy of it later yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> like i was told this was an nf staff <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> The uh, you you can you can jump that curve and it's very satisfying when you do. Yeah. Uh, also, like that is the best way to get really uh, valuable potions. Like secret yes. secret sashes are pretty much the only place that you will get the all heal potion or the complete heal potion, uh, which is wildly useful. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or a stone skin mm-hmm. uh, potion. Those are also rare. Yeah. That'll, those are uh, useful. Yeah. That will just be basically obviate entire encounters. If you have stone skin up, it's wild. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, uh, so the, the levels are pretty linear in this and the game is pretty cinematic. Yes. Like there are chases, there are scripted like turret sequences, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like <laughs> it has that FPS ness with just a splash of immersive sim in the level design. Yeah. Um, and that's in those secrets and in those kind of like living spaces. Yeah. I didn't expect that to be the case. And I would be lying if I said it wasn't a little bit of an adjustment uh, between my expectations and what was here. Once I started sure. thinking about this, like a dark forces, um, then it started making sense to me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you've got uh, multiple ways forward and the reliance on physics uh, works really well for that. Uh, you, you know, moving mm-hmm. crates, uh, stepping up on those things, uh, uh, or you can even like use crates in combat too. just straight up, pick them up and throw them at a dude to knock them down. But the MVP of this uh, and a holdover, mm-hmm. at least in, uh, in, in spirit from Thief, are these rope arrows, which are the MVP of the game, along with the uh, along with the kick. Kicking yes. and rope arrows is uh, is what I would say is like the uh, the cream of this. Yeah, the uh, the the rope arrow specifically in Thief it's very limited. Yeah, you only get a couple of them here. You get an unlimited one, mm-hmm. uh, and it works on any wooden structure. Yeah, you can hit. Um, these are really cool. You can shoot multiple ones to create little Donkey Kong Junior mm-hmm. courses <laughs> for yourself. <Yeah. laughs> um, the uh, and you can get to a lot of places that didn't seem like you're supposed to get between the rope arrow and the mantle. Yeah, you, you feel like you're cheating the physics sometimes. You're jumping, you know, parallel or something. <laughs> it doesn't feel like you should be able to pull yourself up, but it just kind of works. Yeah, because of the jank, and it's very fun. Mm-hmm. Like getting up into weird rafters you're not supposed to be, and nine times out of ten, there's a little stash up there. Yeah, you know, like the devs knew you could get up there and, and put something fun mm-hmm. up there. Uh, which is always a like the, that is one of the primary good things that games can do for me. Yeah, the uh, I love the rope sound, <laughs> like the climb, like the rope stretching sound is very yep. satisfying in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is kind of it is kind of funny though because they imply that there's like a rope swing uh, kind of thing that happens like when they tutorialize this. No, no, it's basically just a ladder that happens. Yeah. It's a ladder. Yeah, it's a ladder you can jump from. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it does not have physics once it exists. Yes. Once it settles in, really. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, uh, it, it, there are not many games with levels designed specifically like this game. Uh, and that mm-hmm. is because it is designed around these. Yes. You get it way later than I remembered. Yes. Like, in, in my head, you you had it very early on. It takes a while to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a really cool little tool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like aesthetics kind of stuff, like it looks and sounds like a source game of its era. I don't have an awful lot to say about it. The music is, is, is good. Uh, the models are fine. The stages are readable. Did you have any thoughts on the aesthetic there? Not really. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it actually looks a little dated for when it came out, but that's fine again. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) There's a couple of weird art direction choices. They're very strange. The, the guy that they show you. Uh, on the, like the twisted fire starter that's on the start menu. Yep. <laughs> I hope that's your character. I hope. I mean, it has to be right. Again, like look. if so, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like everyone's everyone's dropping panty for that dude. Yeah, for the for, for the for the twisted fire starter. Yeah, look around Good the Lord. table if you don't see the fire starter. Fire starter. Look to your left. <laughs> look to your right. One of you will become a twisted fire starter. Yeah. Um, and I, like, I'm real sorry for people who are like way into like the, 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 the deep vagaries of the, uh, might and magic lore. Like, I understand the early games, specifically the dungeon crawlers get real weird with like multiple dimensions and it's actually the future and there's space stuff. This is the, this version of it is really, really generic. Uh, this is not a good, uh, like a good pitch for might and magic being a, uh, uh, let's say a compelling and unique you know, world and setting kind of stuff. I don't know that like there, even the early mind magics that are a little bit weird, aren't great pitches for that. Like, yeah. I think part of the appeal of mind magic is it's mechanical experimentation. Yeah. 
you know, because it, it branched into all these weird little side things. Like we've done Heroes of Might and Magic 3 mm-hmm. for this show, and that's a great game. Uh, but I don't remember the story of that. No, no. I just remember the cool tactics. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of Might and Magic mm-hmm. uh, for me. This is, for people who are really big into Might and Magic, this is a weird entry um, because this is uh, in the reboot. So at Heroes of Might and Magic 5, um, there's a reboot, and this is set in that reboot world. Yes. In Asham. Yeah. Um, the, the story is generic problem. It's, it's, <laughs> there's, there's a dark Messiah. What if it's you? Uh-huh. Do you want to become the dark Messiah or do you want to be a good guy? Yeah. Uh, the, the, I mean, the thing that is like interesting about this and like the, you know, the angle is that your enemy here is a necromancer, like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a whole, uh, a, a, a whole, uh, coven of them or coven of them. Um, mm-hmm. and you think, okay, yeah, I must be the good guy. No, they're trying to stop you because you're worse than them. Like yeah. <laughs> potentially, uh, is, uh, is, is kind of the thing that you're going to find, find out if either of you achieve your goal, it's bad news. Uh, it's, it's bad news for everybody. Uh, but, uh, this is, you know, just a, a, a battle of, uh, black hats versus black hats. And that's kind of neat. However, the way that when it you- plays out is, is real chosen one kind of, you know, basic boilerplate yeah. kind of stuff. And you, you can go white hat. Yes. You change the color of your hat if you want. Like there are four endings to this game. Like you can choose not to fulfill the prophecy. Mm-hmm. It's just the the way the lead up to it could not be with less nuance. <laughs> right. Like the, the way they're trying to tempt you into evil is literally the way video games try to tempt people when they were teenage boys, like from the nineties. It's mm-hmm. by having a horny demoness in your head who says she'll suck your dick if you go evil. <laughs> like it's, it's like almost literally, it's just like, a, like they should have, you know, Bioshock could have benefited. Like what if the doctor would have sucked your dick if you saved enough little sisters? You know? It's like that. <laughs> like, listen, if you don't throw this baseball at the international racial couple, couple, this cop will suck your dick. <laughs> That's the Bioshock infinite I want to see. Yeah. I'm sure there's a mod. <laughs> just like like graffiti that's like whose dick fits Roy? <laughs> whose dick? <laughs> and then you're just like another dimension, but the same old dick. <laughs> what, what was that, Booker? Nothing. Let's go. <laughs> oh, there's always a lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, that that's basically the the evil side's argument in this. Yep. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh. Good lord. Oh man. Uh, uh, so, uh, this actually began life as a sequel to Arx Fatalis, um, mm-hmm. which I understand has a more unique world. Um, I've not played that. Is uh, is, is that the case? Is Arx Fatalis kind of just more inter- interesting, or is it kind of the same? I've never beat Arx Fatalis. Uh, it is neat, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it is less combat focused than this. Hmm. Um, it's more spell focused, and it is one of the games that does the you draw spells using drawing runes with the mouse. Oh, weird thing which always is iffy it's pretty fun in arcs fatalis i need to go back and beat it at some point mm-hmm. but what was there was an interesting story yeah uh, based on how, how far i got into it yeah uh valve liked arcs fatalis an awful lot uh and you know, they let arcane like they got in contact and said yeah if you want to use the source engine for your follow-up uh go ahead and do that uh there was a problem though because arcs fatalis did not sell very well uh no. arcane's little uh, arcane's uh, debut was not a financial success and they could not find a publisher who was interested in making a sequel to a game that nobody bought. Yes. So Ubisoft came along and said, Hey, we can make a deal, but it's a might and magic now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, okay, 
I'd rather do that than not make the game. Yeah. Um, so they made it more linear and there's less uh, emphasis on kind of RPG elements and player customization um, and transformed into what it is. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft, they're going to release mod tools for this. Uh, but Ubisoft said no. I can't fathom that. That has to be one of the most short-sighted decisions a publisher's made. It's so stupid. Yeah. You know? Because, like, all these things that are annoying, like, the story of this game, which is a pretty obscure game mm-hmm. uh, in a general sense, could have been, like, we could have been in this part being, like, yeah, the original version of it had this problem, this problem, this problem. But then you just install, you know, Norgoth's Goblin mod mm-hmm. and everything works. Right. You know, it's just fixed. Like, devs should let fans fix their games. Please. Oh, my gosh. They really want to. Like, it sucks it's if you free. rely on that. You know? Like, oh, no. yeah, just uh, just uh, free, free labor. The community will, do, will take care of it. That, I think, is a shitty posture to take. However, also, it's free. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, a sensible posture, though. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's shitty, but also, you know, if we want to appeal to their basis instincts, yeah, it, w- it would have made them more money. More people would buy Dark Messiah of Might and Magic today. Mm-hmm. If the mod tools have been released. Yes. I guarantee it. Yeah. It's really stupid. Uh, I... Just cementing Ubisoft as a trash company for chicks. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, evidence is bearing out. Um, yep. Tur- turns out most of the big publishers. Yeah. Um, oh, surprising, yeah, surprising nobody actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I went looking for like a, like, is, is there a, uh, like a modernization mod, right? You know, sometimes you'll see, uh, and I did it for the dumbest reason because I wanted a way to run this in windowed mode so I could take notes more easily instead of like sure. alt, alt tabbing out and waiting for the resolution to change, you know? Just mm-hmm. weird, weird little technical concern. It's impossible to run this in windowed mode. But like all of the mods that I found were like, okay, this fixes ladders a little bit. And also here's one that makes it so that you toggle your crouch. And and that's mm. it. Like that, that is all that's possible because those hooks were not exposed for people to mess with. And that was yeah. a, a bad decision. That is a bad call. <laughs> and I hope that, um, yeah, I, I, I hope that uh, they learned. Big, big mistake. Yeah. No. Um, the, uh, this game, uh, it had a multiplayer mode as well when it came out. Um, I did not play it, but it does look neat. Yeah. Um, it's like a humans versus undead kind of thing. There are class systems. You have different objectives. This is back. This is the era where you had to do that. Yeah. You know, again, uh, and it's like, like Bioshock two or what have you, like, it sounds neat, but you can't really do it anymore. Right, right. And I'm sure at the time, like, maybe there were, like, two months where you could find a lobby for this, but, like, I don't know. I kind of kind of seems like you would fire up the GameSpy server uh, navigator, and then it would, oh, yeah, this was, this was Source, so you would fire up the Source one, and there would be, like, two lobbies, and one of them just has, like, one guy running around doing really sad stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one guy explaining his divorce to his kids <laughs> via Dark Messiah of Might and Magic multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, this has kind of kind of middling reviews and sales. Like it's a real seven to eight out of ten mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the review sphere, uh, but it is kind of a cult classic, um, helped by Arcane's you know uh, reputation after this. Yes, yeah. Like their next game is Dishonored, mm-hmm. so, which is wild, <laughs> wild to yeah. play this and think, oh yeah, then they would go on to make Dishonored. They they did a big glow up. They did. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Ubisoft themselves, they did like a modified and expanded, uh, Xbox 360 port for this two years later in 2008, uh, Dark Messiah of Might and Magic Elements. I've seen really split opinions on that, like whether or not that works better. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm happy we did the PC version because trying to get anything to run on the Xbox 360 is weird. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've mostly seen bad things about that, but hmm. uh, you know, it also feels like it's just going to be lost the time. Yes, at some point. Yeah. So as we mentioned, Arcane went on to Dishonored. Uh, you know, I love Dishonored. I love that series. Um, once Bethesda acquired them, that was announced in 2009. So that game had a pretty long uh, zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, development yeah. but good for it yeah um and then the mighty magic creative team behind this uh wanted to do a sequel they talked about the prospect of a sequel but uh nothing has happened they talked about it in 2015 nothing has come of it yeah so we do not have a sequel it just it remains the end the end sentence on the wikipedia page for this game with a little uh, uh annotation that says needs update yep uh you know it in a world where Baldur's gate dark alliance can get a sequel mm-hmm you know, it, it's possible. Yeah. Uh, and I'd play it. Like, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be interested to see what they do with it. Um, yeah. Let, uh, shall we get into it? I think that we should get into it. Um, so a lot of times in the encounters in this, this is a standard wall thing, but I always say it because I don't want anyone to yell at us. Right. Um, you just dark Messiah and might magic your way across things. Yeah. So like, just know that when you get to an encounter in this, you are going up, kicking people into Cenobite beds, <laughs> charming them, sometimes shooting them in the head and stuff like that. Yeah. There are a couple of set piece encounters, uh, <laughs> that we'll talk about specifically, but generally, you know, we talked about the encounter design. They fall into two patterns basically it's a good encounter if there are two to three people standing around a room Mm -hmm. they don't see you and you get there and you can choose how to start the encounter it's a bad encounter when there are four to five guys that rush you Mm -hmm. and there's about a four to one ratio with the former to the latter yeah uh and we're not going to talk about each of them individually no no if i'm being super honest i don't remember them all individually because (laughs) i played this yeah early on in my break yeah, it would be to, to madness, madness to try to do yeah. that. Um, yes. So we open up with a uh, tutorial. We're trying to get this important doodad, the Shantiri crystal. Um, and Shantiri we're, lace. yeah, exactly what I thought of the entire time. Uh, mm-hmm. k- k- kind of, k- kind of like uh, in uh, the Sinking City, where we have a, a, a prominent character whose name is Evernote. I know it's Evernote, yeah. but it, he is Evernote. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're getting the Shantiri crystal. This is an important, uh, source of power, etc. Uh, but we're getting, uh, dialogue, uh, and instruction from Fenrig, our master. And immediately we know Fenrig is not a good, a good guy because he's condescending. He's an evil man voice. Yeah. So when you see him, he looks exactly like an enemy, like a, like an evil guy, an evil wizard. He also disappears. Yes. Uh, we lose, this is the last we're going to see of Fenrig here pretty soon. <laughs> yep. Um, we grab the, grab the crystal and Fenrig, uh, snarls and snivels and says, you know, okay, now you got the crystal. You're gonna go to the city of Stonehelm to meet a magician named Menelith, uh, and find the skull of shadows. And, and immediately you're in noun, noun yep. town. <laughs> like I'm, I'm pretty much done. Cause I'm in noun town. Yeah. You know, I'm just, okay. 
Okay. Give me the thing. Yeah. But I, the, the, the intrigue here is like, you know, like we just, uh, uh, both of us want the skull of shadows for our own purposes, but you will help him and get, and get it. Like he is implying, yes. implying, but not outright stating that there is treachery involved here. Well, he, the other thing, there's a cool, really subtle little hint here. Mm-hmm. So he summons, uh, this, he's like, you know, to make sure to guide you, I'm going to summon a spirit guide and he summons the, the horny demon of Susanna. Mm-hmm. Uh, who shows up. She's scantily clad. Uh, our character's leering at her. When he summons her and puts her inside your brain, um, the magic energy signature is the same one that you use for charm. Mm-hmm. So he's like charming you into it. Ooh, nice. Uh, which is a cool little touch. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't either. I read about it later. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, so we, we, get a, we have a horny demoness inside our brain. Uh, big mouth. <laughs> uh and um we uh we think that's what that show is about just from watching commercials what <laughs> uh the tv show big mouth i have no idea what that is yeah it's a i think it's a show about puberty and i think puberty is personified as horny demons that live inside kids heads oh so it's like it's like herman's head but horny yeah, horny's head yeah yeah it's like herman's dick <laughs> the <laughs> Herman's Herman's plans, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Herman's balls, like just one guy pulling levers, like just sadly, like just in the room, <laughs> wishing he had someone to talk to. <laughs> like, oh man! Um, so, yeah. but yeah, well, we get her. She's in our head. She doesn't have a physical form, uh, but if she did, all of the cutscenes are pre-rendered and they take place in the first person, and it is mm-hmm. very obvious when the character is just like, I'm, I'm just looking at her ass. There's some um, real male gaze going on. This yeah. is one of the horniest Western games I've ever played. <laughs> it's like, it's not like Bayonetta where the camera is literally just like going up her butthole consistently. Right. You know, it's like it, it keeps a distance, mm-hmm. but it is locked on that butthole. It, it like, really, it, it is, it doesn't bother hiding it. Uh, it is, yeah. it is just say it, it is serving up slices of ass for daddy. Um, and, and I will say, uh, one of the things I really love about Arcane is I think they're one of the consummately unhorny developers. Mm-hmm. Like Dishonored is very sexless. Yeah. Um, you know, in a way that I really appreciate as somebody who doesn't like that in my games. Um, it's so weird that this is an arcade game, mm-hmm. arcane game uh, based on that. That feels like Ubisoft. And, like this is around the time when they were putting topless metal bikini ladies in Prince of Persia, you know? That would make sense. Send yeah. them for daddy. Yeah. Mid 2000s. <laughs> um, you're on a ship. You approach uh, Stonehelm. You overhear, like, there's talk of necromancers coming to the city, which is a big deal. Yeah. And you're riding, you're riding your horse in and you get up to the, get up to the gate and immediately a war horn blows and ghouls start, uh, start sieging the city. Uh, yep. And we get this, like, uh, very on rails but very dynamic uh action sequence where like people are saying come here come here come here. we need you to close this door we need you to fire this ballista <laughs> it's it's a lot I, I did a haunted house at universal studios and it was a lot like this yeah <laughs> like, like people yelling at you to keep going um you know it's just it's it's a big action set piece yeah they're trying trying to do early on there's a there's a more successful one of these in a second mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in a little bit um, but eventually you get the this ballista and you fight a cyclops. It's doing a thing that I like where you overpowered, you know, you fight a boss monster mm-hmm. with like uh, from complete safety, it overpowered and then eventually uh, have to fight it on, you know, to show your growth. Mm-hmm. Like you can go toe to toe with one of these things yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but here you're just using a magical ballista with these weird super bolts. Like it's every ballista is the ballista from uh, the fights the dragon god in demon souls <laughs> yeah. for yeah. some reason. And runes uh, carved on the side. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you run inside and uh, you meet uh, Liana after the uh, after the uh, um, uh, attack recedes and the people start cheering, obviously cheering for you because you made all the difference. Uh, you meet mm-hmm. Liana. This is Menelag's uh, Men- niece. And like mm-hmm. we said, she is the uh, the Marianne uh, to the ginger that is Xana. Or yes. the uh, she she is the uh, the, 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 the Betty, Betty the Betty versus the Veronica. Yes, yes. Um, or the Gwen Stacy. Mm. The uh, there's lots of lots of heroes who get two <laughs> girls, one who's a little bit spicy and one that isn't. <laughs> um. So she she takes you in uh, to meet Menelag. Um. And Menelag's like, okay, tomorrow we're gonna head to the temple and get the skull. Don't worry about that necromancer leader Am and Aaron here. And Leanna's like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Uh, she goes to bed, and after she goes to bed, Menelag has a heart-to-heart with you and says, stay away from my niece. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, he just says, you know, I know the real reason you're here, and we don't know what uh, he's talking about. We're like, we're carrying a uh, a demon bomb, yeah, you know, to grab this thing to ensure we do our mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not aware of it. We've been yes. charmed. Yeah, we've been charmed. And we're also, we have also been kept in, kept in the dark our entire life. Um Yes. Yeah. So start chapter two, the gleam of the assassin's knife, uh, and you wake up to you uh, to your house being attacked. Uh, there's an assassin there. Uh, you, you kill him. You're not in the uh, manor itself. You have to, like, go uh, at street level to get to Menelax. And this is, some, you mm-hmm. know, some of the first, um, like, immersive sim kind of stuff where you walk into, uh, you know, this uh, this plaza or this square and you get the uh, loosely, <laughs> loosely secured cargo on top of rickety platforms uh, kind of sections yeah. and lots of pyres in the middle of the street uh, where these uh, these assassins, these um, um, necromancer assassins are making their uh, making their stand. Yeah, uh, I love this. Mm-hmm. I think that this is this is you know good, the good encounter design in this. Yes. I also just in the sicko mode, like loving how janky and dumb this game is. Uh, every class of enemy has the same voice actor, <laughs> yeah. uh, so all the assassins have this voice, same voice actor, and it's like they were reading uh, to be a cabbie in like a Spider-Man <laughs> game or something. They're all like, "Don't move, pal." <laughs> They're constantly calling me a pal, like it's a menacing thing. Yep. Hey, pal. <laughs> Finish him off, pal. They're like little, like, buddy jokers. <laughs> like, hey, pal. Hey, pal. It, it's really good. Uh, it, it makes me laugh to no end. And two of them are talking to each other. And it's the same guy, like, doing slightly different voices. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's so good. <laughs> I uh, say we tattoo them. I say we string them up. <laughs> new york city pal um the uh it's it's charming to me Mm -hmm. uh this this is a kind of jank that to me uh charms yes so yeah no uh, you're not gonna find anybody more more amenable to jank than i am it's good jank (laughs) um we also so once we get in to the manor um, we, we get to find out uh, or find our next enemy here the blackguard um these are kind of the knights employed by the the necromancers and they have the same voice uh but they are sword and shield fighters mm-hmm. um they're a little tougher like shields are serious business in this the way that they handle shields is that they block all damage but they have their own health bar mm-hmm. um and uh so if an enemy is blocking you don't do chip damage to them you don't hurt them right um you need to hit them when they're not blocking or kick them to put them off guard mm-hmm or hit them enough times until their shield breaks, which yeah. is which is viable because these are shitty shields early on. Yeah, and so you know, charging up a power attack 
uh, and breaking one of those shields is a really satisfying uh, moment in this. It yes. does a again, really good sound effect uh, and immediately like the animation on the guy like shocked um, as he yeah. uh, as he is vulnerable. Uh, and you don't have to like go through. You can also go around. You know, you can time your attacks uh, based on when they do their attacks uh, mm-hmm. to kind of get in around the edges. There are uh, lots of strategic uh, angles that you can pick, which is nice. Yeah. A little deeper than it initially seems. Yeah. Um, also, lots of secrets in this part, which mm-hmm. I really like. Um, weird little passageways, ropes that you can find uh, to get up under rafters and get into buildings through open windows, find treasure. Yeah. Uh, very satisfying. Yeah. Uh, like Metal Egg's little compound here is uh, is is neat, not just because of the, uh, you know, spikes in the fires that are just open. Yeah. Which are good. Yeah. Uh, you eventually go up to the roof and Xana, your, your head demon, says, hey, Metal Egg is expendable, but the crystal isn't. Like, we have to get the temple with the crystal no matter what. Mm-hmm. We get to Metal Egg's bedroom. Um, a ghoul who's there casts a freeze spell on us and freezes us. Um, and then it takes the, the crystal and leaves, uh, runs out the window. And this introduces this chase sequence, which I think is pretty good as yeah, far as an action is, sequence. This is neat. Yeah. yeah. Um, as like a rooftop chase mm-hmm. following this ghoul, um, it's scripted, but it feels really good. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> and it's about, you know, reading the environment quickly to find a way to head him off or pursue in, you know, the face of things crumbling and, and, uh, passages being closed off to you and such yeah it's scripted but it is not um heart like punishingly scripted it's actually very gracious in mm-hmm. how much uh like a uh, latitude it affords you uh like you know if he gets too far ahead of you he will stop right uh you can botch yeah. a jump and like miss and then you know fall and then you know that that'll end you know end the level because he died but like the, there is not like a oh he's out of sight a, a, a countdown is is running down oh no yes. you gotta get closer close the dis close the distance it's not like that this is just no. kind of letting you focus on the, the the swashbuckling kind of nature of this you know you are being you know you're not generally this light of foot um in a game yes. like this uh, and this is really showing off the mantling as well Swashbuckling is a really good way to put it. Yeah. The uh it's also worth noting that the uh autosaves in this are actually pretty uh generous. Mm-hmm. You know, you they put them right before those jumps. Yes. You're gonna miss. So you want to be, you know, using quick save because it's a, a PC game of a certain era. Um, but it also, you know, if you're in front of this jump that you could very easily miss, it will put a save right there. Mm-hmm. So um eventually the ghoul gets to this warehouse and you have to infiltrate the warehouse so it switches into like stealth immersion mode mm-hmm. here uh all still very good this is to, to me the, the beginning and end of this game are the, the best parts yes um the uh one weird little touch so there's a, a little subsystem in this game of making your own swords yeah um you can make a couple a few different swords in this uh this is the first long sword you're gonna get um, mm-hmm. you've just been using a short sword at this point and it's better. It's an upgrade. And you forge it yourself through this little order of operations physics thing. Yeah. It's impossible to mess up because it won't yes. let you like, you know, pour the pour the metal over the coals or whatever it is. Like you just kind of have to follow the instructions of the book, but it, you can only do the right thing. It, it's it's neat, but in a way that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, the, I, the way I think of it is cute. Yes. Like it, it's a cute little grace note. 
if it happened all the time or as a major system, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, I was surprised it shows up later, but that was when I was able to forge my like Earthfire sword or whatever. Oh, that thing's which amazing. Which is the sword I use for the whole game. Yeah. 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 I got uh, that. And because I wasn't able to use like the, the Holy Sword or whatever it is because of a bug, we'll talk about when, mm-hmm. when we get there. That ended up being super useful to me. And a sword that would lights things on fire in a game where most things are weak to fire uh, ends up being yes. incredibly uh, overpowered. Uh, I ended up not being able to use the soul, holy sword because I decided to uh, be evil. Hoo-hoo. I get my dick wet, dude. <laughs> I, I, the fate of the world is in the hands. But like, what if a necro? What if a lady? This is so of of Twitter 2020. <laughs> this game, like, it's way ahead of its time. Just in its fuck the world, I just want to get sucked. <laughs> kind of perspective <laughs> which is the kind of thing people tweet to rapturous applause now right right new, you know? new, new year new me and it's just with with horns and smiling with a with a succubus just just yeah. right just mm, yeah uh, to the hilt yeah yep extremely extremely uh of the zeitgeist yeah <laughs> uh yeah uh but this is but this is neat you but you you pick up the ingot you put it in the crucible you heat it up you pour it you you cool it down you you heat up heat up the sword and then hit it with hammers and then put it on in the hilt you put it in the hilt machine yep <laughs> the final step which is just a little block that puts hilts on things <laughs> which seems like an important part that's the thing you hold that holds the yeah yeah no, there's no molding or anything it's just a little box that sticks hilts that creates yeah. unlimited hilts no i just uh um, you know I, i've seen how to make everything i know how hard that is <laughs> oh. the uh so in these tunnels that you're in that have the the smithy um you go through them and you eventually get to this uh, necromancer lair it's next to this prison where they've been keeping captured locals uh this town has had a necromancer problem for some time mm-hmm. it seems um and we can kind of sneak up on the main necromancer hive here where Erentir is there and he's trying to open up a gate um and uh your your head demon tells you you need you should create a distraction yeah like going face to face with them is suicide um and there's only really one distraction you can create which is to open up one of the cells and let their prisoner get killed yes freed and killed yeah why not sacrifice them you know, tantalize them with freedom before they get run through uh, but that is enough for you to run in grab the uh, crystal and then run back out uh passing through the uh passing through the the sewers on the way yes yeah um we get a little vision we get these visions between chapters sometimes um this one it's fenric giving your opening mission but he's more more sinister and xana is her demon in her demon form yes yeah uh get kind of the, you get the sense that this is the true version of what happened not the one that you saw with uh the charm spell on it yes yeah yes yes uh starting chapter four across the sea of blood right uh, so we wake up in the sewer and Xana says, you know, smirkingly, ooh, that dream you had was just the result of a, let's say, necromancer curse. Don't worry about it. Have I mentioned that I find you hot? Flirt, flirt, flirt. Yeah. Uh, let's end this conversation right now. Yeah. Very weird. And you're like, this is good to me. <laughs> I am fine. Uh, we're into Leanna uh, and she says, Aaron Terra has stolen a ship. Uh, that was the ship we were going to use to get to the temple. So we have to get on the ship. Um, he's on the ship now. He has not left yet. Um, we have to lower the gangplank, uh, infiltrate the ship so her men can get on and steal it back. Yeah. Um, this is cool. Love I like this. this level a lot as well. Yeah. Um, you know, having to try to sneak in. The ship has uh, a magic ballista as well. So you can't be out in the open. You have to kind of like duck down under the water mm-hmm. to get close enough to it to get outside of the field of view. Yeah. Of the uh, the ballista. 
to mm-hmm. get on and just surreptitiously kick people off of the dock. Uh, nobody in yep. this can swim besides you, which is very fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only you. Yeah. Uh, and you get into this ship that's like a little level. Yeah. Uh, segmented lots of little rooms. Uh, necromancers hanging around chatting before you kill them. Uh, yeah. And again, all good stuff. Um, <laughs> they've captured some goblins. You can release them. Uh, and the goblins will be on your side. Yeah. Uh, I like it when you release a prisoner, they don't just like betray you. Right. There are allegiances in the game. Yeah. Uh, and they just, uh, the, the purpose is for them to cause chaos, which is what goblins do best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but you get up onto the deck, uh, and this is where kind of more, uh, like open combat happens. Uh, and you lower the gang, the gangplank and you've got like a little, <laughs> one of the easiest, like, Hey, defend this point missions I've seen in a game like this. Uh, yeah. so the black guards, you, you know, <laughs> this has to have been uh like the level is redesigned after the vo because the way liana says like we need to um uh defeat the black guards while my men hop onto the ship her quote men it's like two wizard dudes who die immediately <laughs> old guys yeah and the yeah. Bla- and the black guards they're not so much like uh sieging you as it is like they're running down this little cattle <laughs> they're going down this little cattle run uh you know one at a time with maybe two minutes in between them <laughs> It, there's there's a lot of weird time that takes place uh and you can you get the the turret is not on the deck mm-hmm. so you like run down to the turret to shoot them and then once they get where you can't hit them anymore you have to like run up to the deck it takes a while yeah <laughs> but but they're, they're fine everyone's yeah. fine uh-huh. um Le- liana this is technically uh for portions of this an escort mission yeah um i want to put this in a, a a rare zone of a pretty non-odious escort thing i was bracing um, for it to be way worse than it actually is in in my experience liana took care of herself liana didn't just take care well. of herself she had healing magic that she would spam and it would work on me too yeah it's pretty it's a pretty good little escort if it has if you have to have an escort mission like mm-hmm. we have to protect her and it says like if she hates you or if she dies the mission's over mm-hmm. um i love that if you rent she hate me it over uh her her health <laughs> Uh, health meter goes, shows up in the corner and it's no big deal. She it, just it, like didn't die. It's me. really just there. Like, you know, she will, she will heal herself. So it's not like you are, you know, managing this running total, uh, on, on her. It's really just there to be like, Hey, don't let her get, don't let her get ganged up on. Right. Yeah. She will only really be in danger. If there's like, you know, three guys on her. Exactly. Uh, when you, when you take out, uh, these, these men, um, you're going to set sail. Liana says, gets you alone and says, listen, you've become very important to me over the last two weeks. And it's like, okay. And then Xana's like, wake me when it's over. Blah, <laughs> like, what, what kind stuff. of like screwball comedy play am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just, it, it, oh, the sweetness is killing me. <laughs> yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, you, you said know, so. You got these two ladies in, in love with you, and neither of them should be. You said two weeks. Like you've known her for a night, and she says, "Oh, you're so important to me." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a uh, yeah. It's it's very very silly. Silly. Yeah. Um. Uh, she she is in love with you, mm-hmm. uh, and you're such a fucking goober. Oh yeah. In this, like, you're not like a slick dude. Your your character uh, is voiced, game. and he's always like like two or three steps behind what's going on. Yeah. Um, and is kind of just really just not not really affected by anything that happens around him. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, and this is again, this is before the horny Rubicon, because uh, your demon demoness in your head is not like 
Like I, I, my, my pussy puts hers to shame. The demoness is like, you know, give me a break. Yeah. Like it's, it's all very silly. It's, mm. it's like things Alf would say <laughs> when, when, like, you know, Willie and, and, uh, Lois, when Willie and, 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 uh, his wife are, are getting together. Yeah. You know? And it's like, no more mushy stuff. Ugh. It's like that. Get She's a, like a teenage boy. Get a bed chamber. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> um, and these, all these chapters have been really svelte. Yes. That we've done. We're going to get another vision here, and then we're going to go into, like, long chapters. Yeah. Chapter five is uh, safely a, a quarter to a third of the game. <laughs> yeah. It's the longest chapter in the game. It's a really weird choice for pacing. Mm-hmm. Um, before we set off, we have another dream. We're uh, dancing. Uh, Leanna is dancing with Aaron Tier on the ship as they taunt you. And then he passes uh, Leanna on to you, who you stab. Yes. You don't want to, but you give her a stab. Yeah. You know, they look at your hands, you know, horrified by it. And Aaron Tears like, uh, this is what you're going to do to everybody, et cetera. Again, yeah. I wonder wonder where the Dark Messiah is. You could be some kind of Dark Messiah. Mm, you wouldn't even well, know. surely just the Dark Messiah of might. <laughs> Not the best. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so we have approached the temple of the spider. This is where we're going to use the Shantiri crystal. Um, and we are making the final approach in a rowboat. And when, when we get ashore, uh, we find that there is this kind of village, uh, type region at the, uh, entrance of the temple, uh, that is filled with orcs. Uh, like the orcs have, uh, taken this place as their own. They're not really involved on either side of it. They're just here trying to live. Yeah. I like the way orcs are portrayed in this. Mm-hmm. Like they're 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 honor warriors, which is a, a archetype I don't like. But they're not just like you know demons. They're not right. Fallout Three super mutants. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get up here, the the guy who's dying, um, there's a great little moment where one of uh, Liana's men, like her two dorky wizards she keeps with her, <laughs> goes up and kicks one of the dead guys to make sure he's dead. <laughs> uh, it's real good. It's a cute little animation. Yeah, and it's like Geek probably just like 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 nudges shoulder a bit, see if he's just just asleep. Yeah. And uh, that's not how her men work. No, uh, you had to clear out the gates uh, in in the you know the ruin uh, here in front of the the thing here. Um, these are kind of tougher, uh, the orcs yeah. more than the blackguard um, here, uh, and they have like an animation attack. If they get up next to you, they lift you up by the neck and throw you. Yeah. And damage. yeah, you don't want to be uh, down because while you're in the getting up animation, you are vulnerable to being attacked. Uh, and these guys yes. love uh, fighting in groups. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, so not too bad. Still pretty fun. When you get up to the gate uh, at here, there's a broken lever. So you have to go through these tunnels to get it. Um, they introduced this weird little flying squid monster that only shows up twice. Yeah. I have no idea what these are. Like the, um, uh, Xana in your head says like, oh yes, they're just vermin, you know, just, just yeah, they, they exist only to eat yeah. or whatever. Um, you won't see them again for another like five hours. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's very strange. Yeah. Uh, but they, but they fly and, uh, they tend to be, you know, uh, pretty evasive. They get up out of your sight and you have to chase them down if you want to, uh, take care of them. Uh, the cool thing about being down here in this tunnel, aside from, you know, messing with the mechanisms behind the walls and stuff is that this is where you find the rope bow. Um, and mm-hmm. now you're cooking with gas. Uh, we're pretty far into the game to, uh, to get this, but now 
all of a sudden you are scanning every room like you're the like you're the terminator looking for the wooden surfaces uh to try and mm-hmm. uh um use this it is very funny though because you know this is probably the right decision uh to have something in the game remind you like yes rely on the rope bow for navigation when you get to a point where it's very obvious like hey use the rope bow because there's no other way up and you need to get up so then i was like hmm maybe you should use that bow we found before it's yeah <laughs> it's very she's, she exists for pro tips and uh she exists for tips yes as a head stripper yeah um the uh once you get back up uh here there uh this dragon comes down a paukai yeah uh the name's very dorky you're like what's a paukai it's an evil dragon most mm. dragons are not evil uh and it starts attacking driving you guys in uh, yes. you have to go inside the temple here to get shelter right um fight some more orcs uh and then get to this guy named duncan who liana knows uh, it's her man. Duncan uh, ends up being around for a while. This guy's a yeah. little dork as well. Um, and and your head your head demon hates him. Yes. Uh, when he dies later, she cheers. Yeah. Uh, you send him to go guard the uh, the ship and and guard your exit while you find the skull. Yeah. Um. So we are in uh, this temple, and this temple is pretty much entirely we're tomb raiding now. Um. There are mm-hmm. traps and things like that. Like the most obvious way forward gets you into this uh, crush trap. Uh, where you're in a hallway and the uh, the walls start kind of moving in, uh, and you need to think very quickly and use the rope bow to get above the uh, the crushing parts of the walls. This is neat. Um, I don't like instant death traps, but like I wish that there was more stuff that was a little bit like this. If you're going to go in, you know, Indiana Jones, go go all the way. I think. Yeah, yeah. There's still there are going to be traps for the whole game, but a lot of times they're just like arrow traps. Yeah. There's a cool boulder trap later. Mm-hmm. Um. It's also there's a, a skill tree that highlights these in the environment. Yeah. It's it's hard to get to, um, but it's also where they put all the secrets in the last couple levels mm-hmm. is behind locked doors. Yeah. Uh to lock pick you need to go fairly far up the the thief skill tree. Yeah. Uh and it it's very interesting. Like this is I didn't do that the first time I played it, I did it this time because mm-hmm. I was trying to play it in a different way. Yeah. And uh until I eventually just defaulted to Jack of all trades because it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um and things like this glow. Yeah. Before you go into them, which is a cool way to do like a thief sense. They glow, but it only works if you're standing still, I believe. Or at least the earliest version is uh, uh hidden things will glow if you are standing still. There there's a hidden things uh that will glow that shows you pickups. Okay. And then your trap sense which is different. Okay. Okay. Uh, the trap sense is further up the, the tech tree. Gotcha. Um, when you get through here, the goblins close this perculus. You cannot get through. They just throw rocks at you. <laughs> um, and you have to head back uh, yeah. to, to talk to Liana, which I love that she just sent you. It's like, well, I tried, but goblins <laughs> fucked it up. I'm sorry. I hope you still like me. Liana, the goblins uh, were mean. <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, they, they threw a water balloon at me, even though I told them that you told me I wasn't supposed to get wet. <laughs> they threw a water balloon at me and it messed up my digital watch. I hope you're not yeah. mad. <laughs> Liana, I hope you still like me. <laughs> we still hold hands um and she you're, she's gonna you know she finds another way forward but we get a little boss fight here when the paukai attacks yeah it is uh you can't just fight it um and if you wait long enough leanna just tells you how to kill it yeah um yeah. you go under this porculus and chop, chop off its head yeah like you run down this little hallway uh and get him to stick his head through and then uh you know break his neck that way it's neat 
uh, eventually mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna end up fighting these guys honest so it does the you know like we said with the cyclops uh take a set piece and then turn it into regular combat which is a good uh it's a it's, it's good it's a good path good progression yep yeah uh of course liana says all right i open this way for you you're gonna go downward through these spider tunnels good luck Zana says mm, i would have thanked you properly <laughs> for killing yeah <Yow>, wow <laughs> <laughs> It, like like with a bottle of wine <laughs> it is neither the, like an edible arrangement yeah it is neither the time nor the place <laughs> Zana, stop you know yeah it, it's a it, it's the weird the, you know when i talk about not liking horny and games part of it is just like i'm gonna fucking die there's evil spiders i just killed a giant dragon i'm uh-huh. covered in blood i've yeah. brushed my teeth in days <laughs> you know wait, where, where is this sexual energy coming from you're you're incorporeal you're in my head <laughs> people uh, i think that people do get i think that some people do get horny in those kind of situations and it always surprises me maybe yeah it's it, it seems like weird priorities but also it's not something that you have control over i guess yeah, i don't know I, no no shame it's just not, not something i relate to like i have I'm, I'm generally like the horniness comes when i'm in a pretty good mood i'm comfortable yeah yeah you know? no if i yeah, all my needs are met yeah, if if I'm in danger, I'm probably panicking and I feel like I need to use the restroom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just imagine myself like hanging off a bridge that's closing. Yeah. You know, a bridge is going down and I'm hanging on the ledge. My fingers are about to be chopped off and just being like, God, I could go for a, <laughs> for a side piece right now. Like, <laughs> right. man, that sounds good. I think I think you regardless, it, it, just, it is a thing that happens more in media. Uh, specifically yes. like escapist media where you're supposed to, you know, uh, aspirationally want to be this character that uh, people are willing to throw aside their sense of self-preservation in order to want to bone down with. Yeah. And your virility is just the, it takes such primacy. Yes. That you're just never not virile. Yeah. You know, um, like, like I was when I was a teen. Yeah. You know, we're <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so I, and it's for teens. Yeah. The, uh, the alternate way forward is through these spider tunnels. Uh, so we mentioned that we talked about the spiders. This sucks. Uh, you can block the poison <laughs> from the, from the little spooters, uh, but they come out of the walls. Yep. Uh, they're everywhere and they're hardy mm-hmm. uh, for little being little tiny little spiders. They are hard to kill without fire. Yep. And they only get bigger uh, and more hardier as the game goes along. Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a neat uh, biome. Like it looks really cool. I love the, uh, the, the, uh, webbed up desiccated corpses that are uh, kind mm-hmm. of festooning the place. Yeah. Good decoration. <laughs> the, uh, to get out, we go through this long, uh, you know, kind of dome or this long, uh, tube, this shaft that we go up. If you go further than you need to, you can get the, your first endless quiver Yeah. on the game, which is really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. at this point, uh, slightly before this, I found a bow that did, uh, a poison cloud. Yeah. When it hit, we didn't talk about this. There are magic bows as well. Mm-hmm. They work on recharges, uh, and having that with endless quiver, that was another, so doing a charm and then poisoning both characters. Mm-hmm. Um, cause if you indirectly poison, it doesn't end the charm. Right. Um, doing that was my opening gambit for my yeah. encounters. You buy yourself some time and then also make that time work for you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, you also find a, uh, a fire staff kind of in some of these trapped treasure rooms here. This is, uh, it was the first melee weapon that I found that, uh, that had a magic effect on it. This ended up being really useful, uh, for dealing with the spiders, uh, specifically because it would, uh, it would proc a fire effect, 
uh every every few hits the staff animation so that like the staff moveset is pretty neat but the staff animation has you doing all of these like wild uh like kung fu kind of moves you know to a degree you turn it's, into dermot it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you you do turn into a dermot uh no wonder a, these a, girls are throwing themselves at you doing <laughs> staff moves yeah <laughs> bde big dermot energy yeah yeah <laughs> it's essentially the the might and magic equivalent of doing a wheelie yeah you know, and that's why they're throwing themselves at you. <laughs> look, no, looks, look, dear, dear, and dear, no hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. And then you head out to the, uh, to the cliffside. And I like this cliffside mm-hmm. quite a bit. Uh, primarily, this, this primarily because like yeah. it's a cliffside. It, like there's so many places to kick people off and they put them conspicuously having conversations on ledges with no railing. <laughs> yep. Just standing around like, I hope no one kicks me off. <laughs> I also, like how a lot of these buildings are crumbling because it's like orcs just decided to build them on the side of a cliff for no real reason. Yeah. Um, so there are ones that like break apart as you go and it's like properly tense and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, here. Um, you eventually get, uh, we find this, uh, this elevator and we, we repair this mechanism for it so we can ride up even further in this temple. Um, we get up this chamber, um, where we stick the Shantari crystal to wake up the temple um, and when we do so, an orc comes out, an orc chieftain, and gives us an unskippable cutscene. Because yep. uh, this took me several tries to beat. It's a very frustrating unskippable cutscene. Hmm. Um, eventually, I saved it right beforehand. But there, there's a, a problem with the, the game here. He says, you know, hey, uh, you're a demon spawn. You cannot have the skull. But if you can defeat me in battle honorably with no magic or anything, uh, you can have it. Yes. Um, um, if you say yes to that, like, or if you, you know, like we'll, we'll fight you, you know, without, uh, without using magic, it starts with him attacking you mm-hmm. and there was a lag before I can control my guy. So Ooh. he'd always get in a free, really brutal hit on me. Yeah. So it wasn't saving then, which meant I was saving before, which meant that I was constantly getting, watching the speech. Mm. Um, really obnoxious. That's frustrating. I, um, so I don't remember there being like a, like an option to accept it. He was just like, this is how the fight's going to go. Um, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to hold to those terms. It was easier for me to have my healing magic, um, you know, and use that and fight all of them than it was to do an an honorable duel with just one of them. Right. Yeah. I I didn't, I didn't duel anybody like you, you, uh, if you charm, what I eventually did was I took that hit ran away, healed with a potion so it wouldn't aggro the other guys, and then charmed one of the other guys. Right. So it aggros them, but they all go after the charmed person. Oh, yeah. And then while they were fighting him, my my charm spell, mm-hmm. the refresh, yeah. happened. So I made this guy kill all of his men, and then I one-on-one them. Nice, nice. So. Um, if I recall correctly, this is not an arena that has the toys that are necessary for this combat to really shine. No. You know, it is pretty no, much just a, a wide open t- t- tunnel, uh, t- you know, temple room. Um, and it would like the, the fight was entirely me trying to knock people down so I could get the kill shot in, uh, not necessarily yeah. uh, getting in, um, you know, getting them down to zero HP. It's a it's a pretty rotten boss fight, I think. Yeah. Um, when you kill him, you get the spider key so we can take this elevator back down. Um, and Xana mentioned your father for the first time. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to meet your father. Uh, soon you're like whoa my father what do you know about them like i've never met my father before why would he be involved in this yeah (laughs) it's just Uh, like the degrees that they go to like say like "Mm, he's a very potent dot 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 
person like they are like the the fact that this is at all treated like a reveal is very funny to me it's ridiculous yeah it's an absolute flop uh, (laughs) on that on that front um leanna opens the gate we get down there uh opens the gate for you to go through but it closes right behind you and erintir uh throws her into a pillar um you think that he kills her yeah Uh, it turns out she's still alive uh here as xana mocks you being like oh no no she wasn't your type yeah. You know, and Aaron Tier basically says, like, he he says, like, I'll die before I see you do your your whore upon the world or whatever. Right, right. Like he also strongly hints that he's the good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then walks away. And we yeah. are here um in the altar of the skull, uh, trying to uh get this thing unlocked. Uh kind of the centerpiece here at the start is there is a spider statue with a bunch of um uh, with a bunch of gem slots on it, we need to find the mm-hmm. four or the four gems. And there's like a little poem describing where each of these is going to be. Uh, it's pretty much just set piece to set piece to set piece, uh, grabbing these yeah. so you can come back and uh, seat them. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, confusingly laid out. Yeah, this area. I think um, I generally like the idea of this, and there are encounters in it I like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weirdly laid out, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also you are fighting. So this is the other major kind of area, the the other major biome that makes you deal with poison. The primary enemies that you're fighting here are the uh, the undead, uh, the zombies mm-hmm. who have melee and they will try and, you know, gang up on you with melee like a zombie would. Uh, but they also have a vomit attack that will poison you that has uh, uh, like a pretty, pretty uh, slight uh, cooldown. They can do it a lot and it has uh, more range than you would expect vomit to have. Yeah. Uh, luckily, they're slow. Yes. So this is where, like, it does want you to keep your distance, I think. Yeah. Uh, the, the combat here. And if you're getting headshots, you can kill these guys in, in one hit. You just mm-hmm. have to get headshots. Yeah. Um, I actually found fighting these guys pretty fun uh, because of that. Yeah. Like, creating some distance. It took them forever to catch up with me, and you could line up your shots really well. Mm-hmm. This is, this is um, also the only area where there are freestanding undead um uh, yes. every time later all undead are going to come attached to liches um and when you yes. defeat the liches all of the undead will go away so that makes it an interesting uh an interesting little uh you know uh choice do you focus fire or do you take out his dudes that he might just revive the other thing too is earlier we talked about ghouls they're not like zombies in this even though no. they're synonymous in real life mm-hmm. they're like little wiry uh goblin they're like, uh, like they're, they're, they're little like toad. yeah Yes, they're like they're exactly like Toad. So the first stone that you get for the big spider is here right away. It's just in a little a little side room uh, in a uh, in a little uh, a crypt that is trapped with a firebomb that I uh, could not figure out how to. I couldn't figure out how to take the gem without it activating um, that trap. I don't know if you can. Yeah. Yeah, just heal through it. <laughs> um, the maiden's eye is the second one, which is in this large chamber. The uh, the eye is up on the wall. You can do make a little rope course, uh, mm-hmm. or you can use telekinesis and grab it from across the room. Oh yeah, I, uh, which I did. I, like weirdly in my head, because uh, I've been using telekinesis for a while, just because I was feeling lazy. Sometimes it's just easier to grab stuff from across a room rather than uh, uh, risk activating a trap or something like that. Uh, Reaching stick. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, I I think in my head I thought, oh, telekinesis wouldn't work on a key item. <laughs> yeah no immersive sim dna yeah uh no mm-hmm. i just i ended up making a uh making making a little donkey kong jr uh course to get over there 
Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, the soul of the crone, you go down, down, down into these flooded catacombs, uh, to find this tomb of a lich. There's a little miniature boss fight here. Mm-hmm. Um, the lich is cool. Stealth works on the lich. It does. Uh, he summons demons, but if you go and hide when he first appears, he won't know that you're there. Ooh. <laughs> and you can sneak up on him and backstab him or headshot him with arrows. Yeah. Just a, just a false alarm, uh, uh waking up from stasis. Like this is alien. That would happen all the time if you're they, a lich. Yeah. These like, are... a, like a rat would crawl across your tomb like an endgame and you just wake up. Mm. Like, well, time to done. take over the world. Somebody called for Vecna. I guess. Or you could be like that vampire in The Witcher 3 who's just like, hey, you woke me up too early. Send somebody a couple of centuries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, um, uh, the final one, the matron's eye, um, is this uh, platforming challenge, basically. Yeah. Um, you're on this, uh, high up area that's crumbling and falling apart. You have to take this leap of faith into the water. Getting it is easy, but then you have to get back out. Yeah. Which is a little trickier. Mm-hmm. There's like uh, a tricky way you can go that does a direct path, or you can take the easy way up that involves, uh, going through a lot of undead. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when you climb back and you put this on the spider statue, uh, when you place the final one, you get a vision of, uh, Xana talking to you. Um, I think this is where she's full frontal nude. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is absolutely where it is. You, you know, you see her breasts and you think, okay, huh? And then the camera just kind of keeps going, and yeah, no, there's there, there's the curvature. Yeah, uh, quite strange. Yeah. It, it, it's it, like labia and stuff. It's not that detailed. It's still <laughs> right. two thousand six polygons, but like, yeah, his full frontal pussy. Yeah, uh, quite strange. Uh, if I had played this when I was twelve or thirteen, this would have uh, this would have served me well at sea. I would have gone to town. Mm-hmm. Uh, this not game. Be, I would have made this game my teen wife. <laughs> not to be not, not to be gross. I think that I'm more yeah. saying this, but a to admit that yes, I am human. Uh, there is there there is warm blood that goes through my veins, uh, and also you know I understand that there is a time and a place and a kind of person that this has a direct appeal to, and I potentially could have been one of them if this uh, got me at the right time. Yeah, I was one of them, and then I got better. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I definitely, I certainly would have. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Mm. Um, she's like, you know, the skull. Uh, ooh, I can't believe you got the skull. Um, I'm, you know, I'm going to, you're going to be my prince forever. Yeah. Uh, later, it's, she can sacrifice herself for you in one of the endings. Like, she does love you. I don't uh-huh. understand it. Um, the spider uh, blasts out these beams that open the door to the vault with a skull. We go to the altar, uh, which is under this gigantic upright uh, spider statue, and we get a voice uh, talking to us saying, you cannot profa- uh, profane the sacrifices of the seventh dragon by taking the skull. Um, going to your dragon is like might and magic speak for dying. Right. Like they are gods in this world mm-hmm. when they're not uh, Paokai or whatever. Yeah. Um, so this is you fighting like a spider goddess, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So though she is um, not though she is not good, there is this sense of different aspects of the light that are all trying to stop the chaos of demons from uh, issuing forward. Uh, and yes. we're gonna get uh, this. This is basically just you know uh, presaging directly what we're going to learn uh, very immediately after we kill all these spiders. I like that. Just it's this big. You know the the avatar of the spider god will get you, and then it's just a bunch of the spiders you fought already. Are <laughs> been all over. Yeah. Uh, it's also this is actually the only area that's appropriately generous with antidotes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in every urn. Yeah. 
Uh, which is very funny when you think of these people being buried with an antidote to poison in the, the spider gods layer. Um, but you grab the skull, uh, and when you do, we get a vision of our father. Dun, dun, dun. It's the demon lord, Kabilath. Yes. Uh, speaking to us and saying, you're praising us for our actions. Ah, you have done well, my son. You know, yes, you are uh, half demon. And what you have done, we can use the skull to break my um, thousand year prison, break the seal on that so that he can claim all of the souls in the land. You know, this is yes. this is not good. The fact that this skull has gotten closer, uh, closer to him, although we still have agency in this. Yeah. Uh, the beast Xana is yours to do with dot 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 as you see fit. Gross. You know, real German, you can use the doll. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I really wish she had been like, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's, she's there and she's nude and she's doing like writhing and uh, issuing cooldown yeah. sounds and stuff, you know? Yep. Yeah. Just thrusting in your general direction like Duff Man. <laughs> <laughs> Can't breathe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, v, V, V. <laughs> um, and you wake up. Uh, and Aaron Tear is here. He has walked into the chamber. You know, you just opened the way for him, you dummy. Uh, he takes the skull and he telekinetically throws you onto a spike. Uh, piercing through mm-hmm. your torso and you die. You know, he says that, you know, the skull is not for demon spawn. You know, this is this is for grown-ups. Yes. Uh, you think you're dead, but you wake up in a cave in a big body heap. Xana used her power to revive you by unlocking your demon form. Yes. Uh, so now you can turn into a demon for a little bit. When you're a demon, you uh, move really fast and you have melee attacks that do good damage, but your health drains and only refills from killing enemies. Yeah. Um, this is actually a huge boon mm-hmm. uh, because you can use this to refill your health. Yes. Um, you can refill faster than it drains. So you can start at like 50% health, turn to a demon, kill two orcs really quickly and end with more health than you started. Yeah. There's no like, uh, energy cost that is sunk to Mm -hmm. move back and forth between forms. It is literally just, do you want to be healing when you kill people? Uh, kind of thing. Yeah. The limitation on this is health drain. Yeah. Yeah. The limitation on this is that if you, um, uh, if you do this in front of good people, uh, like when you go back to the mm-hmm. city or if you do this in front of Liana, uh, they'll hate you. So that, that that little caveat where like, hey, if Liana dies or hates you, uh, then you can't pass this mission. Um, that uh, is a limitation on this. So you can't use it whenever what, you want. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which is a really cool idea mm-hmm. uh, that is not fully expressed. Right. You know, like I could see this is a pretty neat. Uh, I can see this being very innovative. It was the first time I played with something like that like you have powers but it fucks you up mm-hmm. you know and there's a little bit of that in Baldur's gate 2 as well but it, it reminds me a little bit of bloodlines yeah. and stuff i just came to this game much later when it wasn't as impressive right yeah um you don't have any of your stuff so you have to do this little section teaching how to use your demon form mm-hmm. uh killing orcs to get your backpack yeah back uh this is also um, where you can forge that earth fire sword that ends up being the uh the most uh the most powerful thing outside of like the dragon scale sword or whatever it is that you cannot use if you have any demon in you. Uh you can only use yes. that if you choose the good path. Um there is a uh, a cyclops uh here. Um this well, this is the second cyclops. This is the one that's guarding the escape passage. Mm-hmm. There's a Cyclops earlier as well, which is totally optional. Oh, yeah. I I think I didn't fight that. So that's why I didn't make a note about it. But it was there. It was just uh, it was like like wildly off the beaten path, I think. 
Yeah, he's just, and he also, you're in a place where you he can't get through, like there's a little ledge that he can't climb. Mm-hmm. So you can just, you can manipulate him. You can go over the ledge and, and kill him. You, that's the only time you get uh, combat XP. If you kill that Cyclops, Xana says that she's extra horny for you mm. and you get some combat XP. Uh, this one is mandatory, though, because he's guarding the exit, and there is a little crank that uh, will not stay, lifts a gate that will not stay up mm-hmm. long enough for you to, you know, you have to work it for a while. Yes. Yeah. So you got to take this guy out. Fortunately, there are large beams that are suspended on uh, chains up above. Mm-hmm. So you, if you cut their support ropes or, like, flip a switch, I forget which one it is, when the Cyclops is standing right in the way, it'll do a huge amount of damage, stunning him so you can get in. And do the kill shot, which is a power uh, a power stab through the eye. Yes. You can also hide under uh, in little caves. Mm-hmm. And he'll stick his face down there looking for you. You can shoot him in the eye. Yeah. Uh, and do damage. There's a lot of different ways to kill this uh, Cyclops. Mm-hmm. I, I end up liking these boss fights quite a bit. Yeah, me too. Um, also, one of the power attacks will do a vertical slash that will also hit him in the eye. Oh, nice. Um, so that is an option as well. Yeah. Uh, once you get out, you climb up through these goblin encampments, uh, and they're talking about this giant worm uh, that they deal with, and you eventually get attacked by the uh, the giant worm. Um, I hate this giant worm. <laughs> it's uh, it is like a, a worse version. So <laughs> I feel like what they're trying to evoke is the fun tentacle fight in Half Life. You know those? Uh, yes. I remember. I, I don't know. I might be contradicting what we said. I remember that level being impressive. You know, figuring out that it uh, navigated by sound. Um, you know, yeah, you know, like the I, I can't remember. I in my head it's fun, but I think that this is kind of trying to evoke that. But this is much more scripted and worse. <laughs> um, it's way worse. Yeah, and he does poison damage mm-hmm. uh, if he hits you. You're not supposed to fight him. No. Uh, at all. So like at first you, you run, run from him. It's fine, but you get to a place where you could make a stand mm-hmm. and you're still supposed to run. Yeah. But you don't, you can waste a lot of time not knowing that if you're damaging him. And then finally, this little running section, <clears throat> the section where you have to escape is not, uh, obvious. Right. If you run all the way to the end of this, there's no way out. You are trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead, you have to go halfway and then use a rope arrow to get out. Yeah. Uh, that's very frustrating to me because I ran every time I played it, I kept running. Yeah. Like it allows you to keep going and you just get fucked. You end up in this little area where it looks like there might be ways out, but there are not. Yeah. It just, uh, and you, you've run past your one exit and you're pinned uh, this dead end with really no way to avoid the spray. Or like, you know, if he does like a connect a, a melee attack to you, it is, it feels like it's instant death. Yeah, it blows. Yeah, I I, I really don't like this dude mm-hmm. personally. Yeah, um, and also kind of anticlimactic that you don't get to deal with it. You don't get to uh, like lower a, a portcullis on it or drop a drawbridge. You just kind of get out of his general general zone. Yeah, you leave him. Yeah, he he vibes. You'll take him when you when you take power as a demon lord or whatever. Maybe. Yeah, he'll come back for your revenge. But right now you got to open up a sluice. Yeah, the sluice is loose. Uh, you do this to raise a water level, which you ride up, drowning lots of spiders, which mm-hmm. is satisfying. Yeah. Um, to get up to this top, uh, into these cliffside tunnels, um, there's a cool barrel trap mm-hmm. here. Uh, this is, a, if you have the trap sense, you can see the spot that triggers it, mm-hmm. uh, here. Yeah. Um, or you, you can also run up and duck into a little side passage 
yeah. uh, there. The way that I have, I have um, loitered, I saw it coming, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to turn around. Uh, the uh, floor drops out behind you. Uh, you have to do like a, a leap across and kind of just barely make it to mantle up onto the ledge. Uh, and the barrel yeah. will fall down the uh, down the pit. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You end up doing these gondola rides that are kind of like uh, elevator things where guys are shooting at you. Mm-hmm. From time to time, um, you can charm them. You can shoot arrows. You can just hold up your shield. Yeah. Um, and eventually, you get to this cliff that overlooks the boat uh, landing where Duncan is there, uh, and you can make your way down. Um, Duncan is upset about Leanna's fate. I love his. He immediately says, "Well, we're fucked. Let's go." And he, he suggests starting in life in a new country. Yep. <laughs> with, with like you, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's probably pretty in love with you, given that you're uh, you know the main character of this game, and everybody oh, you're, is. You're irresistible. Yeah. My lord, I would have thanked you properly. Uh, <laughs> Shit, man, let's run right. away together, Duncan. Come on, let's go. Yeah, like, yeah, get, we're fucked. Let's go start a new life, Duncan. <laughs> we, we, um, we can. I mean, Aaron Tier has the skull, and that's not good. But it's not as bad as it could be either. Shit, yeah. I mean, it should should be like that. Uh, the 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 fake ending of uh, Mortal Shell. Let's just vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the the real ending of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Instead, you you say no, we can't do that. Let's go set set sail for for Erentir's lair. Yes, which is beneath uh, beneath Stonehill. So we land the the robot there, uh, where we stole the the skull in the first place, or stole the uh, crystal in the first place. Um, we sneak in. We go through the gate to get to their headquarters, the gate he was opening before. Mm-hmm. And this is a big, scary, evil necromancer layer. Yeah, um, um, this I is... think this is pretty cool. The pacing's a little bit weird. Yeah, right. Like I like exploring this zone. Um, this is the most like you know most games just really in general these days i get to the point where i'm like i'm i'm pretty ready for this to be over yeah yeah i feel like you know, i get like, it i would like a climax here uh yeah. this is not the climax we got a couple more chapters after this no um but it would have been a good place for a climax yeah the, like the, this big space you know even though it is linear and you know pretty artificial still we we are in a big necromancer tower and there are different wings of it like there are study mm-hmm. rooms and there are bunk rooms there are like little labs there are altars where they do Classrooms. their yeah where they do their work um and they're it's students not, yeah like there are students who like, are like they're not um uh, hostile to you they don't attack they're not aggressive yeah they're scared of you mm-hmm. like if you they'll, they'll run from you yeah which is great yeah so um so it's pretty pretty neat you know and it looks pretty cool yeah and like uh, lots of orbs your your key it's uh it's 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 not a key you pick up a black orb which is how they mm-hmm. how they lock this i like what xana says like oh gosh the necromancers they, they got all their bad habits from the wizards these buffoons <laughs> yep locking all their door with orbs Where's the orbs uh this it takes a long time uh oh, yeah. to get through this but it, it is a pretty cool zone mm-hmm um you're generally fighting necromancers uh who summon zombies mm-hmm. at you and shoot fireballs and the like uh charm again is your friend they eventually start having uh they're like the black guard yeah. having the knights 
as bodyguards. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the fights end up taking place on high hallways over uh, long drops or on staircases. So the kicks yep. are still in full effect here. Oh, yeah. That never goes away. Yeah. Um, we get to this, uh, this area. We find uh, Leanna screaming for help. Um, and we can see her. We look up and they kick her off into a, a pit. So mm. I was like, oh, shit, I, I did something wrong. Um, I didn't. Uh, we can still go down there and save her. Yeah. Uh, you can follow this is her. optional. Yeah, yeah. Go down into a spider tunnel uh, to fight a gigantic spider. Uh, this would have been good yeah. as the avatar of the spider god on uh, that shrine, actually. I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes you wonder if at one point it was. Maybe. Um, it's catharsis for all the spiders in this. Yeah. You know, you finally fight the big spide. Yeah, he's big. Yeah. You want to make sure that you have a shield because his attacks will uh, knock you around if you don't. Um, mm-hmm. But you got to get up under him and attack his glowing weak belly. Yep. Yeah. Otherwise, not too bad. Right. Uh, Xana does not like that you summoned Liana, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when we when we save Liana here, this is uh, she realizes you have this demonic aura, and she says, "Hey, there's somebody in Stonehelm who can get rid of this. Yeah, if you want, who can get rid of uh, my dad? Whole, <laughs> yeah, get rid of your dad and your bride, mm-hmm. your dad and your goth girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and uh, Xana doesn't like this, but it is introducing the the good ending if you want that." Yeah, the, the the ways that this can branch. Uh, th- this is where it bugged for me. I wanted to pursue the uh, the, the the good ending because that seemed like the right thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. However, uh, like I got to the end of this and uh, uh, she's like, hey, I'll stick, you know, at a certain point she says, hey, I-, I need to stay behind here and manage the gate so no, no more ne- necromancers come through. And I thought, all right, yeah, that's the way this is going to work. And then it started talking like, oh, man, if Liana was here, that'd be pretty great because you could purge the demon from you, but you can't. So I must have missed a prompt somewhere and didn't do something. It, ki- it kind of seemed like I was just letting her do the thing that she needed to do to make the story happen. Like she died at some point. Like, I have no idea if she died. Like it didn't punish me. It didn't, it didn't say like she died. It was just, I moved, I moved to the next level and then it acted like she had died. Interesting. Uh, Yeah. Even though I didn't make a choice, I didn't like let her health get down to zero when she did the thing. I just kind of like followed what she said. Hey, here's what you should do. Go through this gate and I will stop everybody from coming behind you. Did you go to the temple? I did go to the temple and I got a prompt that said, oh, uh, if Liana was here, she could open this door for you oh. to get into the, into the sanctuary. Yeah. Oh, when I went to the sanctuary, uh, like a dude let me in. Oh, huh. and then I, I backed, I, I ended up doing the dark ending, but I walked in and cause I wanted to see what Xana would do, mm-hmm. uh, which is set up a bunch of cool walls of fire to try to stop you from getting there. Oh, and, like, huh. really, really disturbingly freak out. <laughs> uh, and ask you and like beg you to change your mind. Oh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that sounds like a, a gl- like an irritating glitch. Yeah, and it, I mean, if uh, I if I really cared, I could have just reloaded, but it would have been a while back, and I, I was just like, yeah, yeah it's it's fine. Uh, I, I will. Endings is endings. End endings endings you know? is endings. There's four of them, you know. Like, so it's do you purge Xana or not, and what do you decide to do with the skull when you get it? I was still able to take my own path on this. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll talk about that when we get there. It was just, uh, just one of those things. Uh, maybe you put in the cheat code into YouTube to watch the endings. Yes. Which is searching for dark Messiah, all endings, Endings. no commentary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, you go into Aaron uh, headquarters before you leave. You need to find out his plan. 
Uh, and you find out that there is this necropolis beneath Stonehelm, and he is going to use the Skull of Shadows as this object of power in this place of power to summon the avatar of the God of Death. And so we need yeah. to stop him from doing that. Not such a good guy. Like, no. you're a bad guy, but also he's a bad guy. Right. Um, you go to the portal, and you, we find out his word of power uh, from the journal to open the portal. We do this and return to Stonehelm. Uh, Leanna's going to stop more necromancers from following you. And we enter uh, chapter nine, which I rather like, yeah. uh, City of Flames uh, here, which is us back in the first city, but everything, is, it's being attacked by ghouls and uh, undead cyclopses and shit, and yeah. everything's on fire. I, I, I am in favor of the fights with the undead cyclopses, fighting a bunch mm-hmm. of ghouls at the same time. Kind of a bummer. The ghouls are really tough. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're very tough. I, I think this is probably something where I had an easier time because I was riding that charm button. I think so. Yeah. It makes, yeah, it makes a really big uh, difference. Mm-hmm. I also think it's very funny that we were with Duncan and Duncan's like, I don't know how to get there, but I have a cousin, Percy. <laughs> and we get introduced to Percy real late in the game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so for Percy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Percy's, he's just folks. He's just like, ah, it's a living. He's a guy. Yeah. yeah. He, he works the sluice gate down at the old <laughs> yeah. uh, like water treatment. Yeah. He, he's, he's, like, he's an aqueduct guy. you know we save him we get there uh when we run into him you know we do a lot uh, of uh, fighting ghouls little agile guys um and he's like hey there's an undead cyclops though i don't i gotta deal with that or distract it or something Mm -hmm. um so you can kill it but you can also uh find a way past it or just have it chase you Mm -hmm. so he gets out which is cool yeah um but it's a good fight yeah you know Uh, Uh, it's neat there's a little house you can go into um that mm -hmm. will cause him to bend down and like try and reach in which is a way to get mm-hmm. him to expose his eye to you, uh, which is real good. But like I figured out by this point, I was powerful enough to go toe to toe with him just out in the open. Uh, this mm-hmm. is, you know, you're in a, this, this big uh, square with nothing in, in the way. So you just need to, you know, goad him out and then do an attack, do enough uh, power attacks to get him to lean down. And suddenly it's mm-hmm. just a boss fight. The, uh, after you take him out, uh, we run along, you know, Percy shows up. We get separated by this bridge. He's like, I'll find a way to meet up with you later so we don't have to guardian him, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where you can find that church sanctuary yeah. uh, where you can have the demon uh, purged from you. Um, dude lets you in. Uh, when I went through, Xana started begging and putting up these walls of fire mm. in front of me, like little mazes. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you live. Mm. Demoness and left. It's nice that they let you, that they give you the choice to walk back when she begs. Yeah. As yeah, opposed it's, to... Uh, it, and the dude who opened up the church, Leanna wasn't here for me, even though I had saved her. Oh, weird. She had not shown up yet. Uh, I run into her later uh, and had to kill her. Oh, Did yeah. you have to kill Leanna? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, she was bar- yeah, brought okay. back as a lich and she swore revenge. She wasn't a lich. She was just a person for me. Oh, huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, weird. yeah, I, it's interesting. She didn't die. She just doesn't like me. She hate me. Um <laughs> But yeah, they got the guy's like, you'll, you'll regret this. And then, uh, Zana's like, no, you won't. <laughs> and then did the thing where she sticks her tongue in her cheek. Yep. Uh huh. You know, and, and, she, and moves her hand back and forth, emulating a ding dong. Yeah. Um, so. takes a, a d- t- ties a banana peel in a bow, uh, just with her yeah. mouth. Yeah. With her tongue. Yeah. Uh-huh. Slowly eats a series of hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> got that, got that, got that throw game feel like squid game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She Nancy Reagan's you. Uh, left and right. Um, so, uh, 
the citizens of Stone uh, Stonekeeper all zom- zomnified. No, zombified. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had to kill them, unfortunately, getting up back up to Percy. When we get there, uh, he says, hey, go open up the sluice gate uh, so we can hold it. When you get to the other end of the waterway uh, there after you do this, uh, we're in a ruined church building and there's a Paukai, um, which we can actually fight. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a ballista. Um, and you're not invulnerable when this happens. Like you need to take him down very quickly or else his lightning will uh, will zap you. Uh, you take him down so you can open up the winch. And when you get inside, uh, or winch, uh, Leanna's there. For me, Leanna was alive. Okay. Uh, but I guess she turns into a lich. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that, according, you know, according to the game, I let her die. And Aaron Tear, like as a sick joke, you know, converted her. Um, and she is all um, lichified. And she, you know, swears revenge. You know, I'll make you regret abandoning me. Um, and it's not like yeah. a lich fight. She just, you know, attacks uh, and that's more like, okay, I've got to put you down and that's regrettable because you helped me. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think for you, maybe she attacked because you didn't purge. Um, it is because I didn't purge. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah she, she says it. she says, I can't let you move forward with this if you're just going to be under the thrall of a demon. Mm-hmm. So, which is sensible. She's trying um, to save the world. Yeah. And you, you know, not a, not a particularly exciting fight or anything. She just does the spells that she did to help me. Mm-hmm. But now in service of uh, of them. stopping you, yeah, stopping me, uh, and we get to chapter ten epilogue, which is by no means an epilogue. <laughs> it is not. It is the last it level. It is the climax of the story. Yeah, you're you're in a you're you're in a necropolis, and you're fighting like you know undead cyclops as regular enemies and stuff. Like it's a good level. Uh, <laughs> it's very funny the idea to think of like you know Lord of the Rings ending and then the final chapter being the one where they fight the Balrog <laughs> and decide what to do with the ring like the, it's in the post credits you know like, oh man <laughs> so uh, when you get here uh, just the, this big city of the dead that is beneath the actual city for the living which I always enjoy uh, you hear somebody mm-hmm. screaming uh, it's this guy uh, Ishtavan. Uh, he's one of the sons of the Lich Kings who did something fucked up and he's been chained up over the abyss, basically dangling over the afterlife, but denied it for eternity. Yeah. And he begs you like, hey, if you if you drop me into the abyss, I'm sure my dad will do you a solid later. <laughs> it's such a weird introducing this this late. Yeah. It's like how, you, how your uh, Fenrig just disappears. Mm hmm. Like Istvan just shows up. It felt like um, Easter eggs for people who are way into might and magic lore to me. Maybe, maybe Istvan. Like some, a... this name means something to somebody, but not me. Yeah, and I, I, I have no idea what even what wiki I would look in uh, to to ask that question. Don't know yeah, the question know. To, to to ask, and don't know where to ask it. <laughs> uh, but I think that all this does, if you if you do this, it just skips a fight later on. But you're still, you know, this is still a really combat heavy dungeon. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll help a brother out. Yeah. And I, you know, did I, I cut down the chains. Mm-hmm. Nobody should be just an eternal purgatory yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, you know, you uh, you keep doing this. You know, you're going through the necropolis, uh, finding all these battles with, like, lich kings. Um, there are platforming challenges in between. It's final exam yeah. time. You know, how might magic can you get? Mm-hmm. Uh, fewer kicking dudes into spiked things. Like, the fights are more fair, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Cyclops fights are all generally fun. Like I like those fights. Mm-hmm. Some of the, uh, Lich King, like sorcerer melees. I like a little bit less. Yeah. But. A little bit. It's just, uh, you're, you're, you're engaging on fair footing and that is not where this, uh, that is not where this thrives. 
system sings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we get to the, this huge gate at the bottom of the Necrobus once we get there. And Aaron here is trying to open it uh, when we approach, he attacks. Yes. Uh, I think that if you have Liana uh, on your side here, this is where she will show up and help you. Uh, yes. But regardless, we are here doing it alone. Um, and this is a weird final boss fight. Yes, very much so. Um, so when you do enough damage to him, an undead uh, Paukai comes out. And then you have to do damage uh, get to it to make Arantir vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, again. And he's only and vulnerable the, the, for a small amount of time before he resummons the Paukai. Yes. It's pretty obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, and the arena is not great for it. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really talk about this earlier in the episode, but the way that you uh, use your things that are not just your basic attacks, uh, they're on the number keys mm-hmm. on the keyboard. So, you know, you put healing potion on one, you just have to press one mm-hmm. uh, to heal. Um, you end up just kind of going through all your potions Yeah. in this, I found. Uh, and I had enough left over mm-hmm. uh, to make this doable. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I played this back in the day, uh, maybe like 10 years ago or something, um, I had a much harder time with it. Mm. I had managed my, my inventory worse. And it was very tricky. Yeah. I This only took like a couple of tries. Like the first try was, you know, when I uh, just, you know, the trial to realize like, okay, yeah, this is the rhythm of this. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. yeah, and then I just, I just used all of my consumables and, you know, came through, came through just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once you beat him, um, you have your choice of what to do. Yeah. Uh, you can take the skull and give it to your father. Um, I took the skull and decided to become my own evil, presumably evil overlord. Same. Yeah. You know, did you find out? Did your dad uh, swear vengeance against you saying, I will find a way to escape? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. I'm not going to, come on, I'm not going to give us my skull to my dad. He's not been no, around. He's not, not part of my life. And uh, suddenly I've got some power and he shows up saying like, hey. He's a real deadbeat dad. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It'd be like if if my dad came to me and was like, give me the skull. Like, Where the fuck have you been, man? I'm like, I don't know. I'm giving you shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I'm going to keep yeah. it for myself. I've got Xana here. And uh, we're going to yeah, carve. me and Xana are going to go, go live in a cottage or something. Yeah. And she, you know. and, 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 uh, she, she's going, you know, she, she's going to strip the chrome off of that hitch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. That's the ending. <laughs> Supr- that is the ending of dark side of white and magic <laughs> is you getting your dick sucked eternally by a demoness. Yeah. <laughs> Three and a half stars. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's a weird one. Like I, I love this game. I find it very charming. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a janky mess. Uh-huh. Uh, at its best, it's really great. It's very fun to do this combat and kick dudes off of things and do physics shit. Yeah. All that's great. Uh, the story is absolute dumbass nonsense and the pacing, uh, is a little bit fucked up. Yeah. Outside of, you know, the, the, the fun little, you know, the physical comedy of this game, I think is, is, is kind of unassailable outside of that. And outside of like clowning, uh, cl- you know, clowning on the story stuff. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I, again, this is this is kind of still a game for which I feel nothing. I think that, you know, it, looking at the, uh, the the story of Arcane, you know, Dark Messiah walked so Dishonored could run. It feels like to me, you know, yeah. and I, 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 I appreciate and admire its service, you know, even, you know, just 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 for that. 
So that, yeah. like, that, that, that is cool. I don't know that I would say this is like a must, like a must play for somebody. I think that if you heard this, you, you probably, you, you probably got it. I think if you're a big fan of arcane, yeah, it's that would worth be... checking out, but not as worth checking out as, uh, arcs fatalis is, mm-hmm. you know, which is a more interesting video game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, slightly less like pure fun than this is like it's a little more thoughtful or brainier i guess yeah yeah uh than this uh you know i think this does a really good job of being pure fun jank at its best yeah but it's just not there all that often mm-hmm. you know it's impossible to care about the story but it is uh kind of impossible not to appreciate this even just looking at it in wireframe as dude kicker 3000 yeah and the dude kicking is extremely good oh top notch yeah Good dude kicking. Um, but in general, you know, uh, it's it's not one of my favorite games we've done for the, the show or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably pretty happy to say goodbye to it. Yep. With a second playthrough. Yeah. I'd be curious if something said if something came out and said, like, oh yeah, Dark Messiah of Might and Magic is like our touch our touch point for this. You know, that yes. that, that would that yeah, would yeah. make my ears perk up. Me too. Yeah. And and hopefully somebody does. Yeah. That'd be cool. You know, uh, like, uh, the, the space, the, the physics melee RPG is not something that pops up all that often. Like no. it's kind of what Dishonored does, but there are far fewer environmental traps. Right. To Dishonored. It's almost like this is splitting that difference directly rather than, you know, in the difference with Dishonored is you make the traps yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this is kind of like a, a it is really interesting as a bridge. Yeah. You know, and it's one of those things where, like, the 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 stuff that have that I would want them to do to this is like I want to say, like, okay, tighten and tune this so that the uh, the like the melee combat, if you engage somebody on like fair footing, it feels a little bit you know snappier, you know. But like, mm-hmm. I almost don't want to say tighten anything up because I don't want them to get rid of the jank. No, it, it's a weird balance. It's like a house of cards. Like it works because of the jank. Yeah. It feels like a jury rigged game mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh but you know, worth playing and worth talking about. And I really appreciate Ryan uh patronizing it. Yeah. I am happy to have uh, finally played this because it's one that was definitely a blind spot for me. Mm-hmm. Uh if you have things to say about this, Super Mario Brothers three or the Sinking City, hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact by the fifteenth. Yes, by January the fifteenth. Uh if you have thoughts about February's games, um write in by February the fifteenth. Uh, February's games are Professor Layton and the Curious Village, uh, Dark or Warhammer Dark Omen, and um, uh, the final one is State of Decay. If you have thoughts about those, go to duckfeed.tv slash contact, click the Watch Out for Fireballs button, and send away. Uh, you don't have to wait till close to the deadline. We take those all the time. Um, and if you have thoughts about multiple games, please uh, send multiple responses. That makes it easier for us to uh, route them where they need to go. No. Oh. Uh, this is the first time we're recording in the new year. So mm-hmm. happy new year, everybody. Yeah. Um, we really, really appreciate everyone's support last year and we really appreciate everyone's support now. Uh, if you would like to support us and get our kind of premium episodes once per month, we do a, a premium episode. Mm-hmm. If you want to get those full episodes, you go to patreon.com slash duck TV. $5 gets you all of those. So it'll get you the sinking city and state of decay and all the premium episodes for the last couple of years and the next foreseeable, mm-hmm. uh, for five bucks a month. Yeah. And uh, uh, we really appreciate it. We think it's worth it. Um, you get a bunch of other bonus shows as well. And you uh, support us, and we are very grateful. Yeah. If you're excited about uh, Elden Ring, the Elden Ring season of Bonfireside Chat is going to be released through there. Um, so mm-hmm. you can get on board. 
Yeah. And we're doing uh, stuff of WAF interest. We've always done some games that are not Dark Souls games that are kind of related mm-hmm. um, in the uh, in on Bonfire's Eye chat. So fans of this show also would like that. Yeah. You know, um, we that's yeah, we've done uh, kind of weird little one offs and stuff. And we're going to continue to do little one offs. Yes, we are. Yeah, uh, yeah, that will be of interest. Mm-hmm. Then ratings, reviews on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict are also very useful. Yeah, I think uh, Spotify is now doing ratings or reviews as well. So if you listen nice. there, go ahead and uh, uh, help us out. Uh, that does feed the algorithm and expose new people to us. Uh, so all of that is appreciated. Um, and most of all, stick around, listen to other stuff. Uh, we're super happy to have you here. Um, excited for what 2022 will bring for the network. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole? I, I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of a fun of, of a fun Xana. Um, you know, just being like way too overweening with you. But um, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. Just don't disappoint Xana. She, she, she's yeah. India. Mm-hmm.